2: Likely will come a time in which we have both an airborne disease that is
3: deadly if and when a new strain of flu like the Spanish flu crops up five years from now
4: or a decade from now we've made the investment
5: that in a moment is that there is no question that there will be a challenge to the coming administration in the arena Of infectious diseases, both chronic infectious diseases in the sense of already ongoing disease, and we have certainly a large burden of that, but also there will be a surprise outbreak. And I hope by the end of my relatively short presentation, you will understand why. Have a listen to this guy. He's a Donald Trump impersonator. He's
1: hilarious. Have a look.
6: Well, here we are in the supermarket. We're standing here with the bare shelves. Look at it. There's absolutely nothing here. The shelves are bare. It's empty, it's empty like Sleepy Joe's brain, when you think about it. There's absolutely nothing on the shelf, look at it. Bare shelves all over the place. They say we're building back better, and yet we have nothing in the supermarkets. We're standing with the bare shelves. Bare shelves, Biden, okay? Empty shelves, Joe. It's a disgrace, believe me. Hi. Uh, you have a mask?
7: No, I don't. I can give you one. Uh,
8: you can give me one? I can
1: give you one, I need you to wear a mask.
8: So you can hand me a mask?
1: I can hand you one, yeah.
8: But you can't hand me the drink without a mask?
1: You've got to wear a mask.
8: How does that make any sense?
1: That's what I... I just need you to wear a mask when you do mine? Well, if you
8: can hand me a mask, why can't you just hand me the drink?
1: I can hand you the mask.
2: Democracy basically means government
6: by the people of the people,
2: for the people. But the people are retarded.
7: We need you to stay in your home for a couple weeks. It's for the greater good. We need you to close your business just for a short time. It's for the greater good. We need you to stay home just a little bit longer than two weeks. It's, it's for the greater good. We need you to wear this on your face. It's, it's for the greater good. We need you to wear two of these on your face. It's for the greater good. We need you to inject this into your body. It's for the greater good. We need you to spend the holidays alone. It's for the greater good. You must inject this into your body if you want to feed your family. It's for the greater good. We need you to stop eating that. It's not good for the environment. It's for the greater good. We need you to stop driving your car and flying. It's for the greater good. We need you to stop heating your home so often. It's for the greater good. We need you to stop saying that. It's hurting some people's feelings. This is for the greater good. We need you to stop having children. It's not good for the planet. This is for the greater good. We need you to stop talking about your faith. It's offending people. This is for the greater good. We need to separate you from your children because you're not complying. This is for the greater good. We need to hold you in a facility for a little while for not cooperating. This is for the greater good. 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 This is for the greater good.
6: This is Lou Beninger, and you're listening to No Hostages Radio, and you're listening to Episode 134, appearing on October 23, 2021. So if you're this, if this is your first time with us, this is uh six segments, 20 minutes apiece, plus uh in between uh six or minutes or so of uh educational clips, other people speaking for me or in instead of me and uh this will be uh, I'm not sure how you got onto us, whether it was through your podcast source, therefore no hostages radio, or you may have stumbled us across us on uh, seeing one of my articles that had no hostages radio dot com podcast so all the podcasts are listed on that website at no Radio dot com and therefore there's also uh that website has articles on it as well as episodes. And then you can reach me if you want to reach me by email at Lou Lou at No com. One more, Lou Lou at No com. You can also dial me up, text me. I just had a lady, I, I don't know, maybe it was a parent. Let me put it that way. It could have been a male. Uh person uh email me tonight about it, uh, episode, I think it was 132. Anyway, uh, you can text me at 530 uh, 1838 or you could call me up if you want some time. I am on the left coast. Uh, keep that in mind if you're in a different time zone. Uh, let's see, what else should I tell you? We also do a, a live show this, this will appear uh, usually on Saturday morning, every Saturday morning, a new show. And we also do a live show on KMYC Radio, 1410 a.m. And that is from 10 a.m. Left Coast time to 1 p.m. And uh, you can listen to that live, if you wish, uh, wherever you are, by going to live365.com live the number 365.com and then click on radio and then put in the call letters KM like Mickey YC and you can listen to whatever's going on over there and I'm I'm over there from 10 to 1 on every Saturday called Live with Lou there also is a uh, Facebook page that one of my friends put up Live with Lou and you can uh, you can catch the podcast that I actually posts over there as well as articles and other things we do so that's just some ways to connect with me if you're interested Uh, I'm not not doing a big self-promotion I'm just letting you know what's shaking over here and uh, you can take advantage of it or you can skip it so uh, I want to mention right away that um, the city of San Francisco uh, is driving businesses out of town left and right and uh, I think we're up to 17 Walgreens. Walgreens, uh, like in, in our area, in Marysville, we have one Walgreens where I live. And then in Yuba City, which is just across the river, there's two Walgreens uh, on the same street. There may be a third Walgreens out there somewhere. But Walgreens just has lots of stores. They're very successful. They have, they have nice stores. And uh, Walgreens in San Francisco uh, could not be protected by the police because there's actually—, actually Uh, encouraged or uh, uh, blessed lawlessness in San Francisco right now because of a uh, George Soros plant district attorney named Chessa. Uh, What a sad name. I was going to suggest he change his name, Chessa Bodine or something like that. He's the uh, son of a terrorist couple and was, uh, when his parents were in, they were domestic terrorists when his parents were in prison. Uh, then he was uh, raised by another terrorist couple. So now he's trying to be a terrorist and not wanting to prosecute anybody because it's it's all the uh, law-abiding people's fault. So what's happening in San Francisco is people are just raping, pillaging uh, without any opposition. Uh, they're doing uh smash and grabs on all the cars. Uh, Many cars have been broken into multiple times because, you you know, in the downtown San Francisco housing area, there aren't garages. You're parked on the curb. So they just pull right up, smash your window, take whatever they see, and they're out. So um, the reason I brought it up is that Walgreens was having so much theft in spite of being a very successful uh, uh, corporation Have losing a thousand dollars a day or something like that in theft that they have closed, they chose to close their stores. They just couldn't, they, I forget, it was something like they were spending 40 something, 47, 45 times more. Uh, they were having six times as much uh theft as the average store in the United States 600 times or six times, and they were spending 45 times more for security, and finally they just said they kept closing a few here, a few there, a few here, a few there, and finally, they closed seventeen as of uh this last week. I just saw where they closed one over in a rough area of oakland, and uh they're just you know it's like why uh go broke when you have a good product, but you just have people walking out with it, and there's no police uh there's it's not a uh, arrestable crime anymore. So, uh, but along that line, uh, this this store wasn't closing um, because of that, but the city closed this store, and it's called In and Out Burger. You may have heard of them. Uh, if you're not from the West Coast, uh, they're really popular. In and Out, they just a lot of people just say I'm going over to In and Out, uh, and it's a very popular uh, chain and uh so the city of San Francisco is insisting that if you have a store in San Francisco that you have to be vaccine enforcers in other words people can't frequent your store unless they've taken the jab and and you just can't uh leave a sign on there on the door saying jabbed people only uh, you know allowed you have to ask them, and, and they have to show a card, and then if they don't show a card and say, oh, yeah, I, I just don't have the card, you know how it's going to go. Uh, you have to ask them to leave your establishment. So in and out says they're a Christian chain uh, owned by Christian folks, and um, they said, you know, we're not going to be your vaccine enforcers. Uh, we'll put a sign that what you— would like us to put on the outside of our building about we want you to be vaccinated, but we are not going to pay attention to whether people are vaccinated or not. We're just serving burgers and fries and shakes. And so the city has shut them down. And uh, so in reaction to that, uh, we can, this is the same thing we did with Chick-fil-A when homosexuals didn't like the fact that Chick-fil-A endorsed marriage between a man and a woman so homosexuals were giving them a hard time so this is the same thing we did now we don't have a chick-fil-a in yuba sutter counties in northern california but we do have an in and out and so my recommendation for all of you that are in cities where in and out is is uh, let's spend some money with in and out and let's just go over there and and dine out get down with in and out and uh I like their I don't eat a lot of burgers, I love them, but I'm kind of got to watch my size and what I put in this body. but I do like in and out it's tasty and I like their people they're very nice and they're they're very courteous, great service they're a great American company and so wherever you are, if you have an in and out in your area, just why don't you just step it up a little bit and maybe you maybe you choose to go elsewhere a lot. But maybe just go over there just for at least one or two times and just say, hey, when you go through the drive up, just say, hey, heard that San Francisco's harassing your company. We're here today to show you that we're not harassing you, but we're here to bless you. So that's a little shout out to in and out and a way to go in and out for standing up for what you believe. Now, this is what we're noticing all over the country where people are standing up and you're seeing law enforcement stand up, you're seeing firefighters stand up, you're seeing uh Uh, Airlines employees stand up. You're seeing union sheet metal workers and truckers standing up against mandates to the vaccine. Now, let me explain what these mandates are. A mandate from the President of the United States is meaningless in terms of legal binding uh legally binding thing like like a law that's passed that said 55 miles an hour that's legally binding and they can arrest you if you're driving over the speed limit right and there's a lot to back it up this is all mirage and a fraud and it's kind of a bluff it's kind of like a bully that is saying i'm gonna i'm gonna kick your rear end unless you give me your lunch and uh unless you do this, do that, unless you bring your allowance and all that, it's, it's a bluff, right? It's a, uh, or you may just have to, you may just have to waylay them and, and have a fight a couple of times. So what's happening is now people are finally standing up and saying, we're not going to do this. You want to fire us, fire us. So in Chicago, San Francisco, Seattle, uh, we have, I have a friend uh, that I attend church with. He's been a San Francisco firefighter for many years. He lives here in our area. That's two and a half hours away. Uh, they said, get out or get vaxxed. And uh, he said, I'm getting out. So he left and uh, still would like to be a firefighter, but he's he's got only—he uh, he can't retire. He's got 12 to 14 years and something like that. But he's one of them that, that has left, has left already. So— uh, Anyway, there, there's people taking a stand, and uh, we need to take a stand everywhere. Uh, they're, they're talking about all these terms, mandates, and I'm going to cover this in just a minute. Uh, mandates don't mean jack. Now, wh- where it comes into play is if your employer begins to say what I just said, like Venice Health, get out or get vaxxed or give me an, a, a, a fantastic exemption, they're not Adventist health anymore anyway. They're Adventist medical. They're not about health. Uh, they're just about medicines and making money. It's Adventist. Actually, it's Adventist money market. They're just, they're, they're in it for the money, even though they got, we're serving because of the love of Jesus on the side of their van. It's, uh, it's false advertising. And I, I think actually I should file a, a claim in Yuba County Court that Adventist now is doing false advertising of saying they're serving because of the love of Jesus. Nobody because of the love of Jesus would tell an employee that has been a loyal, devoted, hardcore, loving employee in the ICU or the ER or the maternity ward or whatever would ever even suggest firing them for not being injected with a funky chemical or would actually... Deny people getting ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine or would put people that are seriously sick on remdesivir, which crashes their kidneys. Now, that isn't health, folks. What this has become, Peachtree, Ampla, Adventist has now all become uh, the name of their company plus medical uh, money market. Adventist money market. Peachtree money. They're getting millions of dollars. To follow mandates, right? They're not laws, but you know why they have some punch with these, uh, these medical facilities, they get millions of dollars. So they said, you do what we say. You wear a blue uniform. You wear a white uniform. You smoke a cigar every six day. Uh, you know, uh, ridiculous rules, just on and on and on. You tell people they can't come in your hospital to visit their dying relatives. They just make up all these rules and say, there's all the rules you enforce them. We'll give you millions of dollars. And what do they do? They, they need to erase the love of Jesus off the van because what they're, what they are is political prostitutes. All these, whether it's Adventist, the the Adventist name, that's actually, if you don't know this, that's a denomination, a Christian denomination and i always thought the the world of adventist hospitals but i don't anymore they i don't they sold their soul to the devil right the devil is on board the devil is in the house at adventist right and uh they are they've sold their soul for the profit and uh yeah i know the government is the nose is in, not under the tent but the camel of the government is in the tent and running everything i got it but it's unconscionable. It's it's uh, corporate terrorism, what they're doing to their employees, and forcing people to wear masks, forcing people to get the vax, to get the shot. That's killing people. Actually, people are dying because of it. In fact, not only do I read the statistics, I have people that I know personally and care about that have died because of the shot, because they just wouldn't resist. They t- They just bowed their knee and took the shot, and it's ruined their lives. So um, we need to resist and in and out is a way there's a lot of different ways you can, you can resist. You can attend, uh, you can confront school board meetings. You can go to city council meetings. You can go to supervisors meetings. You can run for office. You can pull your kids out of school. You can help start, you can help uh, run a homeschool co-op. You can do a lot of cool things. So it's time to do something. If you're ever holding anything back, you know that you know there when I used to play basketball and uh, throughout high school, there's certain times in a game where you don't. There's no reason to hold anything back. You just give it all you got. You give it all you got. And if you want a country that your parents enjoyed freedoms and your grandparents enjoyed fought and f- enjoyed freedoms, that uh, you're not going to have that country unless you do something, say something, stand up. Uh, do not take the shot. You're 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 compromising your health you may not survive and this is a scam and i'm going to talk about it more about it in in just a second it's a scam so i uh, also i just saw this is so interesting uh the the people behind the worldwide corporate the the global reset Are trying to create chaos throughout the entire world from in every element if you think of every element of your life they're trying to create chaos whether it's medical or economic or educational or whatever and so it's affecting our laws and uh, where Yuba County Jail where I've done a lot of work over the years they're hardly arresting anybody or booking anybody and so uh, there's a, a large old Catholic church it's very old and they just spent a 1.8 million dollars remodeling this huge catholic church uh very beautiful architecture just redid they did did a new roof new everything and uh and they had these beautiful stained glass windows <laughs> it's it almost looks like a museum and uh, but they but somebody in the last few days threw a large rock and rocks and and smashed uh, these windows and uh, along one side. It's just shameful. Uh, and uh, so fortunately there was some shatterproof glass over the stained glass that stopped the stained glass from crashing. And so they found a the guy and arrested him, uh, but they just cited and released him because of what COVID. So this COVID thing has just ruined everything. And I'm going to talk about it more right now, but it's shameful that a person could do that kind of damage. <clears throat> now, you know, if it wasn't Christian, it would be called a hate crime, right? Or if it was it was about black Christians, right? Or if it was about uh, homosexuals that were were going to church, or if it was about any other kind of group, transsexual going to some kind of church, and anything got scrawled on there, like painted on site not even broken windows. But uh the this is this isn't just about calling a glazier out and fixing something. This is a major damage to St. Joseph's Catholic Church in Marysville. Really pitiful. And uh so you know it's interesting. They did the damage and now they're just going to walk. Just just sickening. And it's the breaking down, it's not just like uh laying off the police. It's the breaking down of law and order. And when when you can't not secure in a in a a country where you cannot secure private property and you cannot guarantee the safety of people, your entire, your entire country collapses. And uh, that was the reason that America was in just a hundred years from its start became the uh, industrial powerhouse of the world from, from just people dying left and right uh, uh, along the shores of the Eastern seaboard to the most powerful, manufacturing nation in the world because of capitalism and private in honoring private property and those types of uh, principles and concepts. So uh, that's what's at stake here. There's a lot at stake in every area. And a lot of you are involved uh, in other areas that I'm not involved in, but in every area that we're involved, whether it's education or whether it's government or whether it's the unions or wherever you are, this is a time that you need to throw down for everything you believe because if you don't throw down now don't even uh, your kids life my grandkids uh it depends on how old you are you if you have any youngsters around i'm talking about youngsters they do not have a future uh it's going to be totally a communist country and they've taken over this country uh without firing a shot and they've done it through uh a scam basically running a psychological operation uh where the uh, media has been totally complicit in going along with the operation, similar to the news channel Pravda during the heyday years of communism in the Soviet Union. So we'll be right back, and uh, enjoy these clips I got together for you.
9: Right. My baby, don't stand no cheating, my baby. Oh, yeah, she don't stand no cheating, my baby.
10: Oh yeah, you don't stand no cheating. She Don't stand
8: on at midnight creeping my Well America, baby, the liberal baby. hacks are at it again with their phony Lauren Boebert is so dumb hashtag dumb really. I'm not the one trying to pass the largest tax increase in our nation's history. I'm not the one claiming a 7 trillion dollar spending splurge will fix the massive inflation we are experiencing here in our country. And I'm certainly not so dumb that I think $7 trillion equals zero. I'm not going to bother entertaining the haters who put this kind of stuff out. But while I have your attention, let's discuss some facts. Joe Biden is a failed president and our country is crashing before our very eyes. Our supply chains are crashing, ships are being held off ports, and the White House is now admitting that it's going to affect your Christmas. The Democrats in Congress are fighting over a $7 trillion spending spree while discussing how they want to monitor every American citizen's bank transaction over $600. Kamala, who is apparently still vice president, is busy filming skits with paid child actors since she's not allowed to do any of the adult work Rather than attack me, you all need to be looking into your own president. I'm doing my best to fix all this, but we certainly need to retake Congress if we are going to get the job done. I made a promise to the liberal haters months ago. Every time they tried to make some nasty hashtag about me, well, get it trending and I'll flip it on its head and claim a victory for freedom-loving patriots.
10: Teacher Or staff pushing anti-american hateful or political agendas against America on our students families or communities We want you out now not paid leave and not in a week or two now
0: I will not stand by and allow my rights as a parent to be trampled Uh, the reporter asked You know how do you get the students to do this? He said and I'm quoting I I scare the out of them Okay, that is child abuse
1: 180 days to turn them into revolutionaries. How do you do that? How do you... Scare the fuck out of them. Yeah. Sacramento organization that is under the banner of Antifa is, is very loosely organized, right? Um, so, like, yeah, when when there is, like, right-wing rallies and stuff, then yeah. we, like, we'll create an opposition to Absolutely. that. Yeah. Beautiful. Where would you go to connect to some of these organizations? Like. No, I, I post a calendar oh, every okay, week, awesome. and then, so like they, it's, and I do it for extra credit. So they get points for doing it, like, it, so that encourages them to do it. When they go, they take pictures, they write up a reflection. That's their extra credit. Like I, I have an Antifa flag on my on my wall, um, and a student complained about that, and you said it made them feel uncomfortable. Well, this is meant to make fascists feel uncomfortable. So if you feel uncomfortable, I, I don't really know what to tell you. <laughs> like maybe you shouldn't be aligning with the the values that it, this is antithetical to. So the cultural revolution in the 60s was fixing the problem that came about after the economic war. It ultimately failed, right? Um, and there was a lot of excesses. People were definitely, like, you know, shot in the streets that probably shouldn't have been.
3: Guype goes on to say he's not the only teacher at Intercom High School who shares his
5: radical beliefs. Oh,
1: I see. Yeah, because a, a lot of senior parents at this point have backed off, yeah, right? Yeah. So they're just kind of like, well, you can fend for yourself, you know? I know um, other people in my department who teach, like, 10th graders who've, who've had, like, parent meetings, like, some, you know, a student who complained about, like, a pride flag and said that they felt uncomfortable. I've had students, you know, during anonymous surveys at the end of the year comment about the things that I have in my classroom. Like, I, I have an Antifa flag on my, on my wall. Um, and a student complained about that, and you said it made them feel uncomfortable.
2: We're distracted, bro. Yeah. and it's and it's hard, was it's hard asking hard not you how you make them revolutionaries. that got TikTok. They've got right. Instagram. They've got that. Well,
1: that's just it. It's like, utilize that propaganda. Yeah. Right? Like, these are all great tools on how to get, you know, it's like, I've, I've met so many people in my life who when they met me, thought I was, like, off the wall. Mm. Right? And now they're all Marxists. Right? You know and I'm just like? Your, your political identification change and I, so I have a huge political spectrum room on the wall so they take an ideology quiz in, in their unit 4 and I put their face, they have to give me a picture of themselves and I put it on the wall where they are every year they get further and further life <laughs> and and I've i made them pay attention to where my tack marks are because yep. I'm like these ideologies are considered extremes, right? Extreme times breed extreme ideologies, right? There is a reason why Generation Z, these kids, are are becoming further and further left. Give you are there a lot of
2: teachers like you. But...
1: I think there are more than there used to be. Um, and I, I think that uh, like there's three other teachers in my department that I did my credential program with, and they're rad. They're great people, um, and they're definitely like on the same page.
10: I speak for my son and any child who doesn't have a parent to be their voice. What has been exposed about Gabriel Guipe Geib- by Project Veritas is exactly what I was concerned about happening at Babcock Elementary, Twin Rivers Unified School District, whom was and is not allowing parents or guardians on campus. As educators, your job is academics, not morals, not values, religion, political ideology, or anything outside of academics. We have 24 Sacramento students who are abandoned in Afghanistan. You guys are sitting here saying you have somebody preaching communism on paid leave. Do those lives mean nothing to you? What will you say to those children's peers who are asking, where are my friends? When are they coming home? And you stand by this man preaching Antifa and communism in our classrooms, a disgrace. Any teacher or staff pushing anti-American hateful or political agendas against America on our students, families, or communities, we want you out. Now, not paid leave and not in a week or two. Now. Sacramento is not a city that raises our children on hate, racism, or a victim mentality. We raise our children to be strong independent, and to stand up for what's right, and to speak up when it is time to speak up, like now.
0: Some of my best experiences in high school were discussing current events and social issues in my classes. But not once, not once, did I ever know how my teacher felt about those things. I had my suspicions, everyone's human, but I never knew if he was a Republican or Democrat or she, if she was conservative or liberal. I didn't know. And that's the type of discussion I expect in our social studies classes in this district. I've heard, like everyone, anecdotes around the country of left-wing indoctrination in schools, and people would always tell me, oh, that's just that's just an isolated incident, don't worry about it. Well, it's hit home for me now, and um, I, I'd like to say that um, I, I'm glad the board has taken this action to start the process to fire this individual. I know it's not something that can be done overnight, but this does not began and end with him. He was enabled for years. Complaints were filed and nothing was done. And people bear responsibility for that, whether it's the principals, whether it's administration, whoever. And I ask for a full investigation to root this out, not just from Intercom High School, but from this district. I will not stand by and allow my rights as a parent to be trampled. I want to I quote Mr. Gypes. Uh, uh, the reporter asked, you know, how do you get the students to do this? He said, and I'm quoting, I, I scare the fuck out of them. Okay, That is child abuse. And this, not only does his termination need to be taken effective immediately, but I believe a criminal investigation needs to happen immediately. Yeah.
4: All the the principal, the vice principal, and the board has to go. I've heard that
6: there's two other teachers teaching this evil in our schools. There are three teachers that's evil. Little innocent children sitting here that I see. I look in their
5: faces.
4: They are pure innocence, pure love. And these evil people are putting stuff into them.
10: Oh, babe, don't say
6: second segment and i'm going to go over just a few short uh comments about uh just memes that i've seen this last week that i thought were interesting and uh, thought-provoking and then i want to talk about a a article written by michael walsh about the death of colin or colin powell who was a former uh military uh veteran leader uh Secretary of State once ran for president, etc. So uh, this one person said, wrote this, said, don't be deceived. Now, this is going to throw you. But listen to these words. Do not be deceived. Mandatory is not a law. Required is not a law. Mandated is not a law. Requested is not a law. Ordered is not a law. Ordinance is not a law. A decree is not a law. Compulsory is not a law. Now, last week I talked a little bit about decrees and mandates that have been laid down in history. Now, the Jews, what was done to the Jews, I've read, was done because of actual laws that were passed in Germany. But there, there have been other times in other cultures where, for instance, when the Jews uh, left Canaan land and went to Egypt to get food and ended up moving over there because of a worldwide famine, they did really well under the, the Pharaoh that they moved there under. But when the Pharaoh next Pharaoh came along and the Jewish people were flourishing, and they actually were flourishing faster than the Egyptian people in Numbers, Pharaoh was uh, had a fear problem. And he told the midwives, who de- Egyptian midwives who delivered uh, children for both Egyptian and Israelis, uh, he told them that when they uh, when they went to deliver a child for the Israeli woman, that if it was a, a male baby, to kill the baby, because uh, he wanted to cut down. It, it was a population control effort, right? Different than putting a population control. Device or chemical in the vaccine it was just literally killing people in population control and uh then there was a a time when jesus was uh determined to be born that time was coming um and there were wise men coming to the area uh to because they they read the prophecies and heard about all this that was going on came to bethlehem and uh they the king called them Herod and said listen when you find this newborn baby I want to um I want to bring gifts to this child like they were doing and they said okay and so when they they went and found the child in the city they were warned in a dream to to leave and not go back to Herod so what Herod did instead was he killed every boy uh, in the city under 2 years of age and that was to purge and get rid of uh the coming king which he thought was going to be an earthly king and threaten him so he eliminated all the children so it isn't uncommon and we could do uh cite instances after instances of genocide and uh, the killing of children sacrificing of children uh, whether it's blood sacrifice or in fire or whatever, genocide, etc. So what's going on today? Uh, jabbing children is a form of genocide that's going on. It's going to go right through our school system. So all these terms are just they're they sound strong, don't they? They sound like a strong term, but uh, but they really aren't. Uh, they don't have teeth now. So if you're if you're uh, the problem is that people are running to, into that they're going to get canned, right? And the only—their recourse is to file a lawsuit, which they can through Peggy Hall. Now, I just looked at Peggy Hall's new uh, website, and that's thehealthyamerican.org. Please look at her website. She just did an online—she was right in the middle of the Southwest, Southwest Airline uh, pushback on the company when they said everybody in this company's got to be vaccinated or you're fired. So that's when that all of a sudden we had a thousand f- flights canceled and they claimed it was the weather, but they're the only airline in the nation that was affected by no weather. And uh, so Peggy Hall and and no matter where you are in the country, even though she's a Californian, she's down in Orange County. She's brilliant. She, I've met her, I've, I've talked to her, I've donated money to her. She's a wonderful person. Her husband's wonderful. And they are dedicated to fighting this usurping of our, our rights and freedom. And she is helping people push back and file lawsuits and get exemptions on all these mandates. So mandatory, these terms are not, none of these terms are laws. Mandatory, required, mandated, requested, ordered, Ordinance decree compulsory. Now they're trying to fake us out in Washington by doing these Biden mandates. They're not even written in law back there. It's just all a PR scam and the media's pushing it. So it's it's all a scam, it's a hustle. That's what it is. If you've never been hustled, it's just a hustle. And we've been the problem is a lot of us older folks have been used to the government. That we thought were was honest and we thought the media back in the day the media was much more honest they were honest they weren't more honest they were honest and what these people nowadays aren't honest at all they're just liars everything they say are lying lying so um so this another thing that I thought was interesting was uh, there's a picture of Rod Sterling and so when I grew up Back in the '60s, they had this show that called The Twilight Zone. You can probably find it on YouTube. It's pretty trippy, and this Rod Sterling was kind of the host of it. And and uh, he said, imagine if you if you will, that there's a 99.97 percent chance that you won't shit your pants, but you're forced to wear diapers just in case you might. Now imagine that you must wear those diapers to also prevent your neighbors from shitting their pants as well. So that's just, you know, there's all kinds of analogies and memes to to show you the absurdity of this entire mass fiasco. Then with all this, uh, they just tore down in, in New York a statue uh, in one of the museums or halls of the city of Thomas Jefferson that's been there for between 100 and 200 years, the statue. And they tore it down because he was a slave owner, because he had slaves, right? And it's just pitiful. So th- there's a picture here, an actual photo of, th- of two guys in the Civil War, and they were opponents, and their uniforms show it. And they're sitting on a box together so close that they were touching all the way from knees all the way to shoulders, And it says, with all due respect, please read this and then read it again, then teach it to your children and to your grandchildren. And underneath this great photo of these two tough uh, soldiers during the Civil War, it says history is not there for you to like or dislike. It is there for you to learn from. And if it offends you, that's even better because you are less likely to repeat it if it's offensive. History is not yours to change or destroy. Now, one of the things that I would like to see, but I'll probably never see it, is one of these Holocaust museums that is connected to World War II. I think all over the world there are, there are different Holocaust museums. In fact, I, I imagine in Rwanda, there is a, uh, I read a book on the genocide and the Holocaust between the Hutus and the Tutsis during the Clinton administration. It's a very powerful story. But what I have seen, the they have sort of a Holocaust museum in Cambodia, in Phnom Penh, Cambodia, at this school that they converted into a torture chamber. And they have these panels that have rows and rows, rows and 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 rows of pictures of, they kept the pictures... And serial numbers of the people, their own people, they killed Cambodians killing Cambodians to take control of this country for communism. And I'm talking about little kids, uh, and and women and young women, and it's it just and it it's offensive. But I remember it, and I've been to that place a couple times. I used to go to. I've been to Cambodia a number of times uh, because I do work there. And it says, and this story says, history is not there for you to like or approve of it, or like or dislike, approve or disapprove. It is there for you to learn from. And if it offends you, that's even better because you are less likely to repeat it. History is not yours to change or destroy. We have the people that are tearing down statues and painting over wonderful murals that were painted years ago of our California history are out of their minds. They they are more like the ISIS fighters that went through the museums in Egypt that went all the way back thousands of years, and they destroyed uh, these beautiful artifacts that told how people lived. Whether you like it, we're not saying, just because it's in a book or a statue or something doesn't mean they did everything perfect. You know, it's interesting to me. I would like to know about the lives of those that are destroying things in our country right now that they say, oh, well, that person wasn't perfect, so we're going to tear down their statue or we're going to tear down their picture or whatever. Is You know, we should line these people up, and if they don't have a stellar record, we should shoot them, all right? if If they've got any blemish in their life, we should shoot them. This is crazy what's going on. So anyway, this other person said, you know, have you seen these things where people on Facebook or on social media talk about people that are they're in an abusive relationship? So people write these little philosophical rants about, you know, what love is and all those kind of things. This person writes, if your friend's in a relationship where part of their salary is forcibly taken from them and, and every one of their tre- transactions uh, expenditures over $600 are monitored, and they are barred from traveling to see family you ever heard of an abusive relationship where the usually it's a husband won't allow the wife to see her family isn't that crazy and they are barred from traveling to see family you'd help them if you if you saw a person like that their money was taken from them and their their money any money they had any expenditure they made was closely watched and they they were told, you can't go visit your grandma in a care home. You'd help them get away from that abuser, wouldn't you? That's why we are okay. So can you see the analogy to what our federal government is doing to us right now? And, and Tyrant Newsome? Why are we okay with the government doing these things when we... If our best friend was being abused like this I just described you would say, get away from that guy, right? Get away from that guy. And yet we're putting up with it by our very own government. Wear a mask, stay inside, do this, stand over here. You can't go to a baseball game. Your kids plant, can't play Little League. That's that's child abuse. That's human abuse. That's harassment. I want to uh, go down here this there's two things that I came across last, like is typical of the week. More and more stuff comes across my uh, table here as I'm looking for stuff to to use, and I accumulate it over the week, and all of a sudden I say, oh, I need to use this. So I wanna, uh, Michael Walsh is a, a great author, and he writes for magazines as well. He's a commentary, and he says, Colin Powell, a good man and a great American, has died. He had been suffering for years. It's like you probably heard all kinds of things why he died, right? They said, "Oh, he died of COVID." He had been, you know, but all these things are total fraud. He died of COVID. She's got COVID. He did this. Oh, or if he got the shot, oh no, he didn't. He couldn't have died of the shot. Oh, the shot, shot is like safe. You know, I got some doctors I went to, and you've said you said I had great reputation. I have great respect for them. They gave me great care and they came out and said that the shot is safe it's effective and it's tested had extensively tested all three of those totally fraudulent and lies i was so disappointed i was so just dis- i was as disappointed as when i went to my family doctor back in 1985 or 6 when i realized he was he was doing abortions my own family doctor delivered my kids And I thought I went in and sat down with him in his office. I made an appointment not for my health, but but for our relationship. And I confronted him over killing babies. At least he was honest about it. So it what we're everything that we're facing here from our businesses to our schools, to our health, everything, the election, everything has been scammed for the last few years says, Colin Powell was a good man and a great American. He had been suffering for years. Listen to this. He had been suffering for many years from multiple myeloma. It's a blood cancer, as well as Parkinson's disease. But according to the media, the real cause of his death was complications from, you guessed it, COVID-19. Despite the fact that he was fully vaccinated, he'd got all the shots and indeed was about to get a booster shot when his compromised immune system finally failed. (coughs) What compromised his immune system? The shots did. Okay. Do you think they're going to admit that? Do you think they're going to admit that to Hank Aaron? Uh, So, no, they didn't. Hank Aaron went in. He died right away after he got the shot. There will be accolades of plenty forthcoming for General Powell, a former Secretary of State, served both Bush campaign, Bush presidencies. Anyway, I won't go through all of his... Accolades, but is death coming as it does in the midst of a long political and biomedical wrangle over the severity of the threat of the CCP virus that causes COVID 19? Once again, focuses attention on the social and economic destruction. We have social and economic destruction. We've had marriages crashing, we've had people overdosing, we've had our own doctor. Joseph Mingla Fong Lu stopped people from going to their rehabs. They died. They killed themselves uh, all because of her mandates, right? The sad thing is none of those had legal teeth to, to them, but we got bluffed. And the only thing I think our sheriffs did great, they they weren't going to arrest anybody. But if both of our sheriffs would have stood up right in the beginning, but I think they got bluffed as well. If they would have both stood up and said, listen, this is what you're being told, but we are not going to arrest anybody. So you make your own call. Keep your business open. If you need to go someplace, you go someplace. But they did not take, take that kind of leadership. All they did was say to some people, we are not going to arrest anybody. But they didn't say that in a public statement. Now, some sheriffs have sta- stated that, and it set the people free. So uh, they, so th- the people behind the COVID-19 blitz, their goal is social and economic destruction. Why? Because when you destroy a country, you can implement a new social system. It's called communism. Michael Walsh says, indeed, the general's death from COVID, quote, unquote, from COVID. In other words, he's suspicious. Despite his vaccination status indicates one thing very plainly. The vaccines don't work. If they did, if they really prevented anyone from contracting the disease, Powell might be still alive while his doctors battle his other ailments. But they don't. And he didn't. And it's high time Everyone began to admit it, said don't wait for the media, those thoroughly corrupt handmaidens of the Democrat Party and latterly of the U.S. government to admit that. Indeed, just hours after Powell's death, various news outlets hastily rushed onto the air and into print with assurances that just because the vaccines don't work doesn't mean that they really don't work. The USA Today headline said Colin Powell death, Colin Powell's death, the exception among vaccinated, not proof inoculations don't work. That was a headline, that whole thing I just read. CNN headline said why vaccinated people dying from COVID-19 doesn't mean the vaccines are ineffective. Did you see Did you hear that? And they are they are yelling at unvaccinated people like we're lepers. Unclean, don't come near me, unclean. When it's the vaccinated people that are getting sick. why? Vac- CNN's headline, why vaccinated people dying from COVID-19? Did you hear this? Why vaccinated people dying from COVID-19? Let me say it a third time. This is a CNN headline. Communist News Network. Why vaccinated people dying from COVID-19? Doesn't mean the vaccines are ineffective. And WUSA 9 says General Colin Powell's death does not prove COVID vaccines don't work. Really? Walsh says, oh, we're, we're about out of time here. We got a couple seconds. So uh, anyway, we're going to take a break and we'll be back for our third segment of six.
10: I
2: of black Americans aged 18 to 44 years old are vaccinated in New York. Meaning the vaccine passports deny over 72% of the black community their services. Since you think voter ID is racist, you must surely think that vaccine passports are as well, but you don't. Instead, you wanna demonize everyone who refuses the COVID-19 vaccine. So let me tell you exactly why the black community is the most resistant to this vaccine. Let's go back to a time when the government decided that the blacks would be used as guinea pigs without their knowledge. From 1932 to 1972, the government conducted the infamous Tuskegee experiment on black men in an attempt to understand the effects of syphilis. Participants were told that they were being treated for bad blood. We were lied to. From 1965 to 1966, The government conducted experiments on prisoners, the majority of them being black, to understand the effects of Agent Orange. Prisoners were told that this was simply dermatology research. We were lied to. From 1960 to 1971, the government conducted Cold War radiation experiments on poor black cancer patients in an attempt to gain an understanding on how much radiation the human body could take. Patients were told that this would help cure their cancer. Once again, we were lied to. The list of atrocities and deceit goes on, yet white liberals seem to think that they know what's best for us. The truth is, black Americans have authority over our own bodies, not you. We're tired of being controlled, manipulated, and lied to. The bottom line is this, we truly won't know the effects of this vaccine for at least a few years. After all that we've been through, we are allowed to be skeptical. So my question to you white liberals is why are you applauding forced vaccinations on those who don't trust it? On those who come from a lineage of trauma due to dark history? I thought black lives matter.
4: I'm Dr. Roger Hodkinson, a freedom loving pathologist from Canada. I'm a fellow of the American College of Pathologists and the Royal College of Physicians and Surgeons of Canada. My medical degrees are from Cambridge University in the UK, and I've held a number of significant positions, including being an assistant professor at the University of Alberta, president of the Association of Laboratory Physicians of Alberta, chairman of the Canadian Examination Board in Pathology, CEO of a large community laboratory, And currently, I'm the chairman of an American biotechnology company involved in DNA sequencing. I have a number of important messages for you, resulting from this unprecedented horror show, the worst in medical history. I am viscerally outraged at this totally unnecessary, grotesque human tragedy. So my first message is this. Believe nothing you are being told. It's all been a pack of lies. From start to finish, pure propaganda. This is nothing more than a bad seasonal flu with slightly increased risk for older people with comorbidities. My second message is that more than anything, this is a pandemic of fear, fear that was intentionally driven by two major factors the notorious PCR test and the viciously effective silencing of any counter narrative. The PCR test creates over 95% false positives in perfectly well people, and drives the graphs in the morning paper where these false positives are called cases. They are no such thing. You are being lied to. The second driver of fear is the brutal silencing of the truth from the three sources you would normally rely upon to form your own independent judgment, politicians, the media, and physicians particularly MDs who by their cowardly silence have decided to put income ahead of ethics. The ethics we physicians are supposed to hold dear, first do no harm and informed consent. Fear in turn became the excuse for politicians and unelected bureaucrats to enforce the ludicrous, totally arbitrary mandates that have no consensus for for effectiveness in the medical literature, none. I'm talking here about masks, social distancing, travel bans and lockdowns. They couldn't work, haven't worked and will not work. So my third message is simply this, read my lips. Nothing works except effective prophylaxis with vitamin D and early treatment with Dr. McCullough's protocol. It's just politics playing medicine and that's a very dangerous game. They dress themselves in the flag, demanding that only they can protect you from all of life's risks. It can't be done. I can tell you with categorical certainty as a pathologist, death happens, life is risky. Get used to it. Just like you did with the past flu epidemics and every day when you drive your car. Governments must get used to the fact that modern medicine is totally impotent at controlling the spread of respiratory viruses. We must simply accommodate to them in ways we have done most effectively in past flu epidemics with liberal doses of the cheapest, most effective medicine there is. Common sense. Flip-flop Fauci created COVID-19 when his gain-of-function research escaped from the lab in Wuhan. You shouldn't be forced to put your life and your child's life on the line by getting vaxxed just to solve the problem he created that is government tyranny and indescribably offensive so for god's sake don't let them scare you into getting vexed. tell them to stop the shot thank you
11: as October is a busy month and the Giants and Dodgers will play here at Game 5 at Oracle Park tomorrow and there'll be officers patrolling inside and outside of this area. Now with fewer officers on the job, the Police Officers Association says there may be some calls that will be left unanswered.
5: In a city of this size with the month of October and all the things that have been going on, that's that's going to put quite a dent into operations
11: according to San Francisco's Police Officers Association 120 sworn officers 80 of them that work in the patrol division will be off the job tomorrow after failing to comply with the city's vaccine mandate.
2: But if you take
5: 120 cops or even more off the street what do you think is going to happen?
11: That is roughly 6% of the entire department and SFPOA Vice President Tracy McCrae says it will force officers working the streets to make some tough decisions.
5: If I have a uh, crime happening in the Bayview 5 car where Alice Griffin public public housing is located high crime area or do I have to go to a woman screaming all the way across in the Betrayal Hill area you know which one am I going to
11: McRae cites religious beliefs and concerns about the long-term effects of the COVID vaccine as the reasons why some officers refuse to get the shot. The POA would like the city to implement a weekly testing option so officers can keep their jobs. But Mayor London Breed is not budging on the mandate. Hey, get up,
12: stand up.
4: stand
6: Here we go. Back to the Michael Walsh uh, story. Walsh says, who are you going to believe, the media or your lying eyes and your gift of reason? For nearly 18 months, we have been subject to an increasingly manic media campaign at the behest of political operatives to convince the world that the still experimental vaccines from Pfizer and Moderna which are more akin to gene therapy than conventional vaccines. And the more conventional one from Johnson and Johnson are the key to stopping COVID that they vastly that they vastly increase the revenues and balance sheets of pharmaceutical companies, as well as aiding and abetting the government's appropriation of unconstitutional powers. What he's saying here is he said, this has nothing to do with pharmaceutical companies making record historical record profits. They've never made, they've never, they've ran into a windfall opportunity, making billions and billions and billions of dollars. And the government has the, the Democrat run government has had a heyday undermining your rights, your human rights, your constitutional rights, all your rights. The media has been parroting the party line practically since the outbreak of COVID from, remember all this? These are quotes, two weeks to slow the spread, 15 days to flatten the curve, social distancing of six feet, wash your hands 10 times a day, wear a mask, don't overwhelm the hospitals, get your shot, then get your second shot. Then get a booster shot. And now it doesn't matter which shots you get. Just keep getting shots until Joe Biden tells you to stop. Walsh goes on. It's a very good article uh, said in the process of all this Fauci, a career civil servant and Superannuated. Bureaucrat who has seized the reins of power and continues to talk out both sides of his mouth because it's clear he has no idea what he's talking about, no longer cares whether what he says makes any sense. He should have been forcibly retired, fired long ago. But his usefulness to the forces behind—listen to this—he's his usefulness to the forces behind Biden's throne ensures they'll all keep trotting him out no matter how wrong he proves. To be Anthony Fauci, he is a criminal. He needs to be held uh, accountable and be prosecuted under the Nuremberg laws for killing hundreds of thousands of people. Walsh, I'm going to read this because this is so concise. Uh, he says the unspoken false premise, which has by now been thoroughly in. in our population we've been totally browbeat and convinced is that absence the dreaded COVID we would all live forever don't you know that that's the truth if we didn't you know people have got so consumed on COVID that if they could just get rid of COVID we'd all live forever and that the unvaccinated by radiating death spores at their vaccinated neighbors are tantamount to murderers even though The nearly 100% effective vaccines are supposed to prevent exactly that. After all, via the political medical machinations of our betters, or the elite, we have stopped caring about heart disease, strokes, cancer, and even the common cold. Hey, even the flu disappeared last year. We have also stopped caring about Thanksgiving, Christmas, our kids' childhoods, classroom instruction, civic virtue, natural history, verities, like sexual difference differences, full employment, the movies, sports, religious worship, and just about everything else that used to make America, America. In their place, we now have armed police clobbering protesters when they're not actually being fired or defunded. Cities burning over the deaths of petty criminals in police custody, statues to- toppling, and the collapse of public order as crime has been effectively decriminalized in the name of racial justice. Meanwhile, with a populace confined to quarters, unregulated tech giants like Twitter, Google, Facebook run rampant, stifling speech, hijacking personal information to sell to the highest bidder, deplatforming ideological opponents. Even Does anybody that's paying any attention to me ever get shut down on Facebook? That's called censoring. And pushing disinformation such as the Russian collusion farce and now the farce of COVID. Why are they so desperate? Why are they gaslighting us? Gaslighting is confusing you, that the concept of gaslighting. It's constantly making you feel like you're losing your mind or or suggesting you are or suggesting you're off. You know, in other words, what you're When you have a a good thought, they're constantly telling you, no, that's not a good thought. Why are they gaslighting us with tales of implacable viral boogeymen? Why is it that they aren't? What is it that they aren't telling us? So he says, without the phantom of COVID, they could never have changed election laws. They could never have mandated arbitrary and capricious punishment of their enemies. They could have never destroyed the Trump administration. Or wreck the economy, or harmed our national defense, or cripple our pre- police department, suborned, or crippled our legal system, destroyed our childhood, instilled fear and obedience, disobed- uh, f- f- instilled fear and obedience to the government, encourage neighbors to rat each other out, scapegoated those that de- they despise, eliminate the southern border and move the nation steadily away from sovereignty and toward the new world order of the Great Reset, whose motto is, you'll own nothing and you'll like it. How do you like that? Well, and then he finally ends up saying, and what are you going to do about it? Great article by Michael Walsh. Um, and I don't know where he's syndicated with, but this showed up in the Epic Epic Times. Uh, so that's something to think about this is if you just think about in terms you want to fight over mass you want to fight over covid you want to fight over fight over fight all these little details you're missing the forest for the trees you missed the point exactly it's called a psy op and you're confused by it and you've been thrown by it and because you weren't firmly grounded in the Constitution and what your rights are and what the philosophical bent of the founders were to start this country, you don't know what to believe. And so you just get pissed off because somebody's not wearing a mask next to you, right? Unbelievable. All right. I want to get to this too because uh, even though I have a lot of other things I was going to talk about, I ran into this article by Katie Grimes, who's the editor and one of the chief writers for the california globe G L O B E. it's a great online newspaper they have great articles about mainly about california but sometimes they're they're national but all you folks that are listening from other states i hope it doesn't happen to you but i know that by watching some of the school boards like in loudon county virginia and other counties Iowa, Ohio, all over the place, there are meltdowns happening all over the place. And I'm just saying to you is I, I don't think any state is as socialist as California, but I'm just saying to all you out there that are listening from other states, it may be coming your way and you you need to be proactive and preempt, do preemptive hits on your uh, on your communities to strengthen the areas that need to be strengthened. And so, even though I'm talking a lot about California, uh, in some situations, like I'm going to talk about some initiatives that are being brought up right now. But these initiatives, if they start in California, the idea, unfortunately, they go viral and come your way, and they're really stupid ideas, right? So, uh, we're in the election cycle coming up in 2022. There are already things, you know, how California is big on. People here, if they don't like their, what their, their assemblymen and senators are doing, if they don't feel they're being uh, reactive to their wishes of the populace, there's a, uh, a system here where you can put things on the ballot. That's how we put the recall of Governor Newsom on the ballot. So you can put things on the ballot. So some things go on the ballot that the legislature puts on there that the people have to vote on, and then other things the people put on the ballot. So here's some that are—some are very serious, intense uh, initiatives, and some are eh, stupid and and typical California. So this one—remember, we had the plastic straw, which was a total fraud that straws were going to ruin the world. And uh, so for a while, uh, it was a $25 fine if if you gave a straw and the person really didn't ask. How communist and fascist is that? So nowadays, if you go to a place around our area, they just throw some straws on the table. <laughs> I said, thank you, Jesus. Come on, bring it. Bring them straws on. I don't even use straws, but I said, give me one of those straws anyway. I want one. And uh, so now now uh, there's another plastic recycling initiative, and this requires CalRecycle, which is the, the, uh, the communist czar's to run our, uh, this failed, we have a total failed recycle program in in this state. We recycle everything, but then they throw a lot of it just in the dump. Even though you recycle it, it doesn't profit anything. It's just a total loser concept, like most uh, liberal things. They cost a fortune, and it didn't didn't save the earth a darn thing. So this requires, uh, this is going after not straws, but requires that single-use plastic packaging, containers, and utensils, you know, like little plastic. Like tonight, I went next door to get some Chinese food at the Dragon Inn, and they said, Lou, do you need a a fork? And they're going to give me a plastic fork. And uh, I said, no, I got forks at home. I'm good. So it requires all these single-use packaging, plastic, containers, utensils, be reusable, recyclable, or compostable to reduce waste, by 25% by 2030, they just come up with these numbers. They're just full of baloney is what they are. And what happens is when you start recycling all this stuff or reusing it, we remember right after COVID, when they said, you can't use your Remember they told us bring, we're not going to give you bags. We're going to sell you bags or you bring in your own bags. You remember that baloney in California? So people were bringing in their black bags and they were dirty Right, They weren't, you know, you just throw it in the car, you dump your groceries out and then you just throw it in the car for the next time. And so pretty soon there's like they tested some of these bags that hit E. coli in on the bag, in the bag. So your bag is sitting up on the counter where everybody else's groceries are coming across. You're loading your groceries in and leaving E. coli on the counter because you're reusing all these funky bags. It's kind of like never washing your clothes like the hippies used to do, right? And and just think, oh, this is cool, uh, you know. I'm saving soap, and saving to Earth, right? And just killing my partner with stink. So anyway, so they're gonna re- they're gonna save the world by eliminating my plastic fort from the dragon. And uh, also uh, probably the fortune cookie, which I think uh, I think there are some fortune. Oh, at Panda Express. The fortune cookies are in these little plastic wrappers. So now we're going to eliminate the sanitation and just have just everybody grab your fortune cookie. How many hands are going to handle your fortune cookie? You know, it's amazing to me. Like we got all this plexiglass between you and the person. And then when you send the groceries through, the person behind the plexiglass rubs every single piece of groceries, every fruit Every vegetable, everything you got, every can has their... They could have went out and just had diarrhea right before they took came off break, didn't wash their hands, come over and handle 10,000 items. But they got that plexiglass there, baby. <laughs> they got that plexiglass. Funky. you know. And plus, other people are handling their, their groceries, putting on their groceries on the counter thing, and they're coming through and giving their... It's just like, it's so stupid, the whole thing. Is total nuts. So you would think that we're all on acid trying to do this. So uh anyway, number two is prohibit poly polystyrene containers. See, tonight I got a polystyrene container full of this wonderful Chinese food. So I had polystyrene containers. I had little plastic packages holding holding different products that I could put on my food, right? So they're eliminated that, right? Now we're going to have some funky containers that by the time you get home, the food's coming out the bottom of it. And number three, tax producers. They're going to tax producers of single-use plastic packaging, like damn you plastic producers, you Nazis, you like mafia people. So they're going to start taxing you. See, here's what communists do. Here's what these liberals do. Here's what these bureaucrats do. They say, oh, yeah, you can handle it. Yeah, you can smoke weed. But we're going to just tax the hell out of you, right? Oh, you could, you could, uh, you know, you could do like we got another one here that they're legalizing psilocybin mushrooms. I think they actually already legalized LSD. Uh, so I was wondering whether actually I tried. I used to do LSD back in the day, and I thought I wonder what it would be like to take it now at this age. I've I've been debating it, but anyway, uh, they're, they're going to uh, tax. See what they do is they just say, now nah, this is this isn't right they're the uh, judges right they're the elite they're the they're the priests of our society now and so they say it's uh it's criminal to hurt mother earth by using a plastic fork right or a toothpick that comes in plastic so therefore to get at you we're going to make this so expensive on we're gonna charge the plastic packaging people a tax. So that gets passed along and pretty soon when I go get my burrito at Jim Boys or whatever, and and then I want a little I want a toothpick that is wrapped in plastic so the other person's E. coli doesn't get on my toothpick when they go in to get their toothpick. And uh so everybody's burrito's gonna go up, right? Or my chicken taco from from Gym Boys. So anyway, it's just another way the government takes more, 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 and that's it. and you think, oh, yeah, state government, federal government. No, no, it's, it's the same way with Yuba County. They they do what I call uh, date revenue rape. You heard of date rape? I got a new term, new phrase for you. No, let, let me say it again. I got a new phrase for you. It's not date rape. It's revenue date rape. Revenue date rape. What is date rape? It's a it's a pill. It's a pharmaceutical they put in your drink anonymously, right? They deceive you. And when you t- ingest it, then somehow uh, you are more compliant to be uh, sexually assaulted. So the way they did Measure K in Yuba County is they, they date raped us with a measure that they lied about. And they deceived us continually. It's like they put something in our drink, but it was a, they took hundreds of thousands of dollars of our own tax money that we gave them to run the county. And instead they turned around and spent that money to date rapists, to revenue rapists. And um, and so they deceived enough of the people, 53 percent, to get it through a general fund thing, even though it got invalidated by Stephen Barrier. They continued to fight it with our own money against us. Our own county employees fought against the people using our money against us. And we had to spend our money to fight it. They took our money. Our money was involved on both sides. They, they revenue date raped us. That's exactly right. And uh, so that's, that's what's going on in government. In every area of your life, if you think of it, when you get up in the morning, every move you make from taking a pee to brushing your teeth to making your coffee, everything is being taxed. Every single thing. Every time every move you make, the government gets a cut of it. It's totally criminal. It's contrary to the foundation spirit of this country and philosophy of this country. So um we're gonna expand sports gambling. Not I I'm all for gambling. You want to gamble? Open it up to the whole state, but they won't here. It's all on tribal lands. Authorize new types of gambling uh on on uh on tribal lands, right? And they don't have to follow any laws on tribal lands. Do you know that? They don't have to pay unemployment, they don't have to pay they don't have they don't have to have a uh, injury insurance. Uh they don't have to provide anything for you. Okay. This is a big one. Okay, we only have about a minute. It limits this is this is directly resulting from COVID. It limits state and local officials' authority to respond to public health emergencies. You get that? It 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 prohibits state and local fo- authorities or f- officials from issuing enforceable orders, regulations, and ordinances to address public health emergencies, resulting from epidemics, infectious disease outbreaks, and similar conditions, or otherwise taking any actions in response to health emergencies that directly affect the operation of a private business, Public facilities, including beaches and parks, or that limit the exercise of individual liberties, continues to permit state and local officials to issue public health advisories. Advisory is just that, advisory. Or public service announcements like, oh, it's hot today, drink a, Drink plenty of water, right, during health. This is a good deal. We should pass this. It's coming up on 2022. We got some more to cover on, on these issues And uh, we'll be right back. We're halfway through today, and hang in there.
5: Loudoun County, Virginia, has become the epicenter for parents fighting back against woke curriculum in school. Now, facing backlash over a reported case of sexual assault in school and a parent-led recall petition, one of the members of the controversial school board has resigned. Beth Bartz, writing in a Facebook post, quote, This was not an easy decision or a decision made in haste. It is the right decision for me and my family. Loudoun County parent Demis Christoffi joins us now to react. Demis, thanks for being here. You know, there has to be calls for accountability. I know there are calls for accountability. There's been legit protests at these school board meetings. Here is one school board member who has now resigned. She did not say why or regarding what issue has led to her resignation. What is your reaction as a parent there in Loudoun County?
9: Thank you for having me. Um, so she resigned because the, the, the sex scandal broke out and this should have been stopped from the get-go. This should have been stopped as soon as this incident happened. Yet, what they did was, because they wanted to pass the transgender policy, they moved the kid from one high school to another. And they just moved one problem from one area to another area. That's what they did. They didn't care about the parent. They didn't care about the child who was raped. Right. That's not what they cared about. They cared about their policy. They cared about, you know, getting likes. They cared about getting publicity over this. So, us as parents... Of course we're going to be pissed off. Of course we're going to be mad. When these these school board members they call on to the DOJ and calling us terrorists, domestic terrorists. They're the pedophiles. They're the terrorists. They're the one that are, they're the one that messing up with our kids' future. Where's the FBI? Where's the DOJ? Why hasn't THEY been investigated? No one's talking about it. Only because it broke out. The second incident happened. That's when she resigns because she was at the school board meeting, saying, "Is there?" Any incident in the bathroom that we know of, and the superintendent denies the whole thing he 's next. everybody on that school board should be resigning by tomorrow. They should not be there.
5: Uh, Demise you you are this is in the incident i mean it 's powerful words you just spoke, and you 're right that the incident with the sexual assault is what seems to have predicated this, although she has not admitted yet what is. Her reason for resignation and why should she or why would she admit that that is the reason that she's stepping away. You mentioned the superintendent, by the way, Scott Ziegler. I want to, uh, with you, listen to what he's saying over that, that incident we're both referencing here.
0: To the families and students involved, my heart aches for you and I am sorry that we failed to provide the safe, welcoming and affirming environment that we aspire to provide.
5: Demis, let me ask you this. How did the Loudoun County School Board, how did the superintendent, how did the administration, how did everybody in power become seemingly so out of touch with everyone who lives in that district or the parents in that district? How is it they have been so unaccountable?
9: Look, uh, I talked about I I talk about this on my uh, on my podcast, Immigrant Corner, all the time. These people are part of the woke nation. OK, they want brownie points from these people. They don't care about the parents or, or the children at all. OK, when you see the school curriculums declining, where a fifth grader just starts to learn how to multiply and divide, that's a bad sign. That should be done in third grade. These people get into these positions with only one intention, to only pass their own Agenda and that's it. Is there they're not Dimas, doing is there more the support?
5: Kids. Is there more support for them than we realize from the videos that we see? Certainly we see the videos of protests and we see the people like yourself who are upset. But uh, I mean, I don't know Is there a strong voting constituency out there that we're not hearing from? I don't understand how they're in power. That's my that's my bottom line question. Why are they there? Are there people in Loudoun County who support this point of view?
9: I don't either. Well, and the problem is, like, you know, maybe we should have started looting and rioting and burning stuff down so we don't be titled as terrorists and they actually listen to us. Yeah. But since we are peaceful, we're, we're trying to express ourselves and tell, tell them, hey, this is what we're seeing and this is what you guys are failing and you guys are not stepping up they don't care these people don't absolutely do not care you know they are they are the scum of the earth in my opinion
5: you know demis uh, i got to run them up against it but you know you know what's going to be fascinating i think the entire nation will be watching a local school board election the next time these school board members are up and will be paying attention to your your school district where it seems to be ground Absolutely. zero.
9: Absolutely and, and well one thing yes. if I may, uh we we were the ground zero for these uh for these uh, school board meetings. We spoke up and the entire nation speaking up. Yes. I'm tell the to this parents do not give up. Be involved with your kids' curriculum. Be involved with this with their school. Right. Do not give up. Tell these school board members that they could go to hell if they don't listen to you. This is not how it's supposed to be. We're supposed to be a nation. We're supposed to be smart nation. We're supposed to be intelligent. Instead, they're making everybody dumber. Thank you for your time.
10: I remember when, I remember, I remember when I lost my mind But there was something so
12: special about that day Even your emotions had a let go So much space
10: all right
6: I uh we're, we're talking about these initiatives but i want to i want to mention a couple people before i get on here since we're half halfway through that uh make it uh make this show work for me and uh we got some costs uh this isn't a profit making operation uh, we're just uh, we're fighting the cause here we're uh we're trying to influence people to get it on and save our country so that's what this show is all about and I have some partners that uh, want to see this happen and so they help me and I want to acknowledge them I'll acknowledge a few of them now and then uh acknowledge a few more uh later uh one of the guys I wanted to mention uh, is a uh Okay, here is Thrifty Rooter, and I wasn't grasping for the name. I was just pulling up their website because last night when I pulled up their website, I was going to do a little re- refreshing my memory on their activities. Um, I couldn't get the website to pop up, so early, early this morning, I got up really early this morning, and I called their number, and I got the answering service, so it didn't matter when you call them. they get You get a, a live person answering that phone for thrifty rooter. And, um, I, I said, Hey, 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 your, your website is not connecting. Did you change something? And so anyway, I never got a, a call back from them, but when I, when I went to check the website today, boom, it's back. And it does say website under maintenance, but they got a cool website thrifty rooter are uh, you know, I'm in the Yuba area, but in, they're also in surrounding counties. Um, uh, I see their action up in uh, butte county and and probably up in nevada county but anyway i'd check them out because anyway they got a great website they got a great crew and they're actually looking for workers and it shows their vans they got thrifty rooter vans and uh they got a big pump truck uh beautiful truck that they uh semi that they go out and and pump out septic systems and so the cool thing is um uh, is they uh Let's see where uh, What I was going to. They have a way that you can just go. It says, first of all, it says, we are hiring. We are currently looking for a service technician. Must have a clean DMV record. Experience not required. In-house training available. Call them. 530-673-8201. You want a job? These guys get paid well. They're plumbers. They train you to be a plumber. That's a trade you'll take all over the world with you he uh, they said, "We will train you five three zero six seven three eight two zero one, and you can go on in the middle of the night and you can fill out a form online form very simple and and put in a service request without even dialing them up and uh and then you could just chew you can check the box, plumbing, drain cleaning, hydro jetting, camera inspection, septic pump, septic tank inspection, or other, and then uh preferred date of service the address." And then if you want to add any information that's maybe not listed there, you want to like explain a little detail, you can, and then just click on it, submit order, boom. And they, they got you. So, uh, check them out. You know, the, it says on the website, although this, you know, every website, as soon as you make it is begins to get dated. It's like a haircut, you know, you get it looking good one day and it, it keeps growing. And so, um, it says they've been a business for over 42 years my hunch is it's been longer than that they just haven't updated it but it it shows the uh the uh integrity and reputation of bill Artomenko and uh his wife of running this business successfully for four, over 40 years it's just amazing i i'm so impressed we got a lot of businesses around town like that and some of them other ones on the show so uh, give them a shout if you got a problem. And, you know, I'm telling you good times and bad inflation or not. Uh, if the plumbing goes down, trouble, trouble, trouble. I had to actually, uh, I did some, of my own little super simple stuff on my toilet. You know, you ever had a toilet just running? says, oh, the toilet's running. I had to go fix it. So, uh, check out thrifty rooter and they will, they will take care of your business. The other guy that I've been, I've known since he came to California. He used to to be a, a groupie for the Grateful Dead. He just followed the dead around and watched their concerts. And he showed up at a commune that I was living in, Dave Greenitz. And I've known him for over 40 years and his wife. He married this. He was so young and he married a younger woman. I think the gal was just like, just, I don't know whether she was 12 or 13 or something back then. Anyway. GreenitzConstruction.com, uh dave greenitz you won't i'm just going to tell you to go to the site and look for yourself i'm not going to say he's great he's he does the best in town you just go look and uh you know if you know what to look for uh you will notice it here greenitzconstruction g green with etz on the end GreenitzConstruction.com or dave greenitz construction facebook site and you can see before and afters of his work and he does he his meat and potatoes is uh kitchens and baths but they do all sorts of uh, remodels and they even build decks and do whole house fans to to straighten out your utility bills etc so give them a shout out you can reach them off those platforms or you can you can dial them up at 530 or text them 682 nine six zero two five three zero six eight two nine six zero two tell him you heard it over here at lou lou's deal and i'll get a smile out of him that's what i'll get out of him he's very busy so if you you know he'll he'll respond to you on the phone i'm trying to get a contractor right now to help me on a on a project and the guy isn't responding to me and although i think he's probably a good guy but, uh, Dave Greenwich will respond to you and it, you may wait a little bit, but just like anything really the best, it's always wor- worth waiting for the best stuff. So I was talking to Monty Hecker as well with elite universal securities supported us for many years. He's got a security firm all the way up to the Oregon border. I started here in Yuba County. He's retired, uh, military air force and, um, uh, Monty is a great guy, and I was saying, Monty, uh, anything new with you guys? I see down in the Bay Area, uh, people, individuals, and in, and in home developments are hiring private security people because there's there's no police, they won't arrest people, and they're they're hiring their own protect. He said, Lou, we're not having that problem here. The police, uh, the uh, we, the the police force is, is stronger here, and they're doing a better job so uh we're not being hired so much for that but he said we he said we we got i think up in redding or uh up in one of the northern counties said we could hire 10 guys today 10 or 10 employees male and female today no problem so there's great jobs out there they'll hire they'll also train you and uh and but he says they, they got jobs in Butte County, Shasta County, uh, Tehama County, Yuba County, Sutter County. They got jobs. And so if you want to ever you're thinking about going to law enforcement and you want to just get a couple of years in at working and, and go to guard work, uh, Monty and those guys will teach you and train you and a lot of the skills you'll need to use in law enforcement as well. So Elite Universal Security, 530-749-0280. If you need to renew your permit, if you if you believe in the concealed weapon permit, uh, they'll help you get it. And they have a range. They have the classrooms. They do the whole thing. It's all right there. They'll take care of your business. So uh, they're located on 5548 Federal Boulevard. You can go on their website at EliteUniversalSecurity.com or you could dial them up at API, or you could, uh, the other, the the school uh, website is API, a hyphen, there's a hyphen there, API-academy.com. Okay, so, um, all right, so let's go back down here. I want to talk again about a few more of these. Uh, Katie Grimes is teasing out the upcoming election, which is touching on issues that are huge. These are huge issues that I know that Northern California would, would vote totally different than Southern California on them. Because It's not because we hate Southern California. We have different needs up here and different desires. And so I mentioned to you this bill that's going to uh, – or this uh, ballot measure – that's going to take away the authority of local officials to shut down businesses. Our local officials said, I will represent you and I will protect the constitution. You know, the constitution says that if the government is, you have a right that if the government is going to take your property, they have to pay for your property. And when the government shut down these businesses, they took their property. What was that property? It was their ability to make a living. Right? One way to take your property is to take your physical assets or take your real estate in eminent domain. The other way is to shut down your business. In other words, they say we're going to, you have to shut down your business because we are going to do construction in the street and we can't get people in here. So we're going to compensate you with this kind of money. Right? It's called the concept, the concept in the constitution is takings. It's like taking like taking something, but plural takings. Do you think they do you think the Yuba Center supervisors took that into consideration? Do you know that they just took in, in Yuba County five million dollars and and paid back loans off tax money off major K? They could have given that to these businesses they shut down. They picked a handful of businesses and gave CARES money away that they got. Just a handful. They just picked their favorites. What about all the other people that they, they consciously, they didn't accidentally, they didn't unknowingly, they consciously shut down people's and ruin people's lives. And that, you know, if you go to the supervisor's meeting next week, they're smiling, slapping each other on the back. Happy, happy, happy. Yeah, they're happy. They got, they all run their own businesses and then they come and get $90,000 a piece for being a Yuba County supervisor, Right. They made money on this COVID thing. So the next thing is another proposed mandate for K through 12 public schools requires earth sustainability training. Is that what you want your kids to learn in California schools? Most of them cannot read at grade level. Most of them cannot perform math at grade level. Kids in Vietnam can a third world country. They make about $150 a month average and they can, they can at grade level. More of them can than we can. That now we're going to have earth sustainability training. Don't use a plastic fork. Tell your parents they're killing the earth that they eat with plastic forks out when they take, take out and they're on the road and they're taking out and eating out the back of the car and eating with a plastic fork. Eat with your hands. You know, I was thinking of that the other day. Why don't we just get down to really gnarly? I used to tell people, I was on the board of Salvation Army many years ago, and so this gal, I thought, her name's Eileen Jacobs. She works for California Rural Legal Assistance. They supposedly protect the poor. So she threatened to sue the Salvation Army, local Salvation Army, because at that time we were a downturn in the economy, and there was some money available to, uh, to help people pay a month's on their mortgage. So they wouldn't lose their mortgage, lose their house, a month or two. So Eileen Jacobs says to the the Salvation Army that she was going to sue them unless they gave that money to homeless people, right? And so my suggestion to to Eileen Jacobs and to Jim Kennedy, who was on the board and a number of board members, I said, I have a way to solve this without getting into a legal fight. And they thought, well, what what do you have in mind? And I said, very easy. It's very simple. Every person on this board and other people we know that feel like y'all do about giving this money away. Why doesn't just each household take a homeless person and move them in? And then that immediately makes them not homeless. They now have a home. And then you help them become unhomeless. And get their own place. Oh my God! No, no, we couldn't do. We couldn't do that. No, no, nobody wanted to put their skin in the game, right? So now we have Earth sustainability training. Teaching kids how to save some stupid right requires public school students and teachers to receive 30 hours, 30 hours, 30 hours. That's a week's worth of training of hands-on learning. Relating to sustainability of the care of the earth every two years. I'm telling you people, take your kid out of public school. It's a sinking ship. Rats are leaping off. Get out. Get out. Get out. Get out. It, It just... Here's another... This is another crazy thing. This is a bill that passed... Uh, the California legislator, creates the California Abolition Act. This is These guys are actually, they're smoking weed down there. They got to be. It seeks to abolish forced labor and involuntary servitude unconditionally in the state of California. Does that throw you? Do, do you notice anybody being held hostage and slaves? There aren't. Is there human trafficking? It's not talking about human trafficking. You know what we're really talking about? Uh, It's talking about inmates in jail that you uh, you cannot ask them to work without pay in the jail. Now, inmates that I know in Yuba County Jail, where I've spent five, six years doing classes every week, they loved doing work. They absolutely loved it. I don't know whether they got any money for it or not. They probably didn't. Maybe they got it early out. They loved working. Almost everybody would would die to get the option to go work. Some of them got to go work at the the dog pound and, and work with animals. Others got to clean. Others got to paint. Others got to do all kinds of stuff, do chores outside, get out of the building, get out of their cell. They loved it. And the inmates do not, this does not benefit the inmates. This is This isn't servitude. Inmates have to stay in jail. This is a blessing for the inmates to go get to work in the kitchen, for instance. Inmates help cook the food. In inmates help serve the food. It's just so stupid and ridiculous. It it it's like, oh, the inmates should be cared for. It's just like when the when the uh, immigration people, we had hundreds of immigration holds in the Yuba County jail. And because of the federal government's rules on under Obama, those, a lot of those immigration people loved, they, they were not in there for crimes. They were in there because they were in this country illegally and they may have committed crimes, served time for the crime, but then they were, they didn't want to go back to their country of origin because they still wanted to stay in the United States, even though they committed a crime. And when they committed a crime, if you're here on a visa, you, they, the. You haven't the government has an opportunity to deport you the the immigrants that were fighting their cases to stay in America, pleading to stay in America they loved to work they loved to go out of their cell and and go help and be be a part of whatever was going on to improve the jail. they loved it, and the Obama administration did this what what, what California's doing right now don't how dare you ask a Mexican or a Guatemalan? Or somebody from China or the Philippines or Laos or Vietnam to work, and how how dare you take advantage of them? It was a blessing to get out of those cells. These people are have totally lost their mind in Sacramento. Most of them are actually perverts um uh, they're they're child molesters and all that kind of stuff they Did you know that they molest each other? A lot of the women down there, staffers and other. Representatives have been mauled and molested and guys get a grab, grab them by the rear or grab their breasts, right? Grab them in the crotch. It's unbelievable down there. It's 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 gnarly, man. It's like a it's like a funky bar. Now we're gonna we're gonna decriminalize psilocybin mushrooms. You ever had them? I tried them a couple of times. Baby. Make you sicker, and a dog taking those, and then it just gets you higher than it can be. Woo, psilocybin mushrooms. Now we're gonna everything, everything possession, storage, consumption, selling them, chewing them, eating them, swallowing them. Gonna be legal. However, the government gets to make some money on it. Did you see this? I it, we're just a we're a skosh away from Constitution. I don't know why we just don't do full. Use any drugs you want. We just give the government just wants a cut of it. We have totally, the government has taken over. You know, do you realize that we're supposed to tell the government what to do? And the government is not supposed to tell us what to do. Do you know the founding father said that? Our government, Ronald Reagan said it in his parting talk to the United States of America. He said, the unique way of the United States of America was the people Tell the government what to do, not the other way around. Did you forget that? Maybe maybe when you went to school, they told you about communism, not capitalism, where the United States started. So uh, we're finished our fourth segment. we got a couple more segments coming up, and uh, hang with us. I'm going to take a slug of tea and come right back.
10: Once upon a time, you so fine. Through the books of
7: time, in your prime. Light Theater and the 12 disciples as they learn who Jesus is.
1: Imagine
0: being a fisherman, suddenly invited to follow Jesus, a new teacher with a radically new message. He sees you and wants you for his disciple. There are 12 of us that have risen to the top, and Jesus has made it clear that he wants to train us to carry on his work. (laughs) Frankly, we have a long way to go. I mean, when he talks to people, things change. He heals them. I've never seen anything like it. And boy, oh boy, are the religious leaders offended. They cannot stand that Jesus is more popular than they are. And us disciples are just happy to be along for the ride. But we're all asking ourselves, who is he really? Who else sees a bunch of uneducated fishermen and calls them to walk with him and to learn from him?
7: Come see our Christmas production of The Twelve, coming to the Embassy Theater at the Church of Glad Tidings, December 3rd through 7th at 7 p.m. nightly. Admission is free.
12: Many of the cant words of politics are simply evasions of reality. A prime example is the notion of making housing, college, health insurance, or other things affordable. Virtually anything can be made affordable in isolation, simply by transferring resources to it from elsewhere in the economy and having most of the costs absorbed by the U.S. Treasury. The federal government could make a Rolls Royce affordable for every American, but we would not be a richer country as a result. We would, in fact, be a much poorer country, because of all the vast resources transferred from other economic activities to subsidize an extravagant luxury. Of course, it might be nice to be sitting at the wheel of a Rolls-Royce, but we might be sitting there in rags and tatters and gaunt with hunger after having squandered enormous amounts of labor, capital, and costly materials that could have been put to better use elsewhere. That doesn't happen in a market economy because most of us take one look at the price tag on a Rolls-Royce and decide that it is time for another Toyota. The very notion of making things affordable misses the key point of a market economy. An economy exists to make trade-offs, and a market economy makes the terms of those trade-offs plain with price tags representing the relative costs of producing different things. To have politicians arbitrarily change the price tags so that prices no longer represent the real costs is to defeat the whole purpose. Reality doesn't change when the government changes price tags. Talk about bringing down healthcare costs is not aimed at the costly legal environment in which medical science operates or other sources of needless medical costs. It is aimed at price control, which hides costs rather than reducing them. Hidden costs continue to take their toll, and it is often a higher toll than when these costs are freely transmitted through the marketplace. Less supply, poorer quality, and longer waits have been the consequence of price controls for all sorts of goods and services in all sorts of societies and for thousands of years of human history. Why would anyone think that price controls on medical care would be any different, except for being more deadly in their consequences? One of the political excuses for making things affordable is that a particular product or service is a right. But this is only explaining one question-begging word with another. Although it has been proclaimed that health care is a right, not a privilege, this neat dichotomy ignores the vast territory in between, where most decisions are made as trade-offs. If health insurance is a right and not a privilege, And not even a subject of incremental trade-offs, then the same should be even more true of food. History, in fact, shows all too many instances of governments trying to keep food affordable, usually with disastrous consequences. Whether in France during the 1790s, the Soviet Union after the Bolshevik Revolution, or in newly independent African nations during the past generation, governments have imposed artificially low prices on food. In each case, This led to artificially low supplies of food and artificially high levels of hunger. People who complain about the prohibitive cost of housing—or of going to college, for example—fail to understand that the whole point of costs is to be prohibitive. Why do we go through this whole rigmarole of passing around dollar bills and writing each other checks except to force everyone to economize on the country's inherently limited resources? What about basic necessities? Shouldn't they be a right? The idea certainly sounds nice, but the very fact that we can seriously entertain such a notion as if we were God on the first day of creation, instead of mortals constrained by the universe we find in place, shows the utter unreality of failing to understand that we can only make choices among alternatives actually available. For society as a whole, nothing comes as a right to which we are entitled. Even bare subsistence has to be produced, and produced at a cost of heavy toil for much of human history. The only way anyone can have a right to something that has to be produced is to force someone else to produce it for him. The more things are provided as rights, the less the recipients have to work and the more others have to carry their load. That does not mean more goods are available than under ordinary market production, but less. To believe otherwise is to commit the Rolls-Royce fallacy on a more mundane level. For the government to make some things more affordable is to make other things less affordable, and to destroy people's freedom to make their own trade-offs as they see fit, in the light of economic realities rather than political visions. Trade-offs remain inescapable, whether they are made through a market or through politics. The difference is that price tags present all the trade-offs simultaneously, while political affordability policies arbitrarily fix on whatever is hot at the moment. That is why cities have been financing all kinds of boondoggles for years, while their bridges rusted and their roadways crumbled.
6: fifth uh segment here i'm going to go back up and just mention a couple more people that i want to thank for helping and one i've been working with this week and we've been working together for a few weeks on helping a guy get off the streets who has struggled with addiction and and uh has got some health issues and uh and that 's dr. Joe cassidy and uh, we've been in fact just before the show tonight we were talking about how we could help this person and we have a team of people that are actually we're making progress he's making progress we're making progress, and we 're going to get him in his own place and uh, stabilized and get his health back and uh, so I wanted to give a shout out to dr joe cassidy he 's retired from the county of Yuba where he spent his career serving the uh the most needy people of our county the health officer he was a Yuba County health officer one of 58 in the in the uh, United States or in, in uh sorry in the state of California there's 58 counties 58 health officers and uh so when he retired he wanted to continue practicing because he wasn't uh ready to retire health-wise or age-wise or whatever so he and I have partnered up because the government has been, uh, they just can't get out of their own way. And they think that addicts are the same as a, uh, as a Yale graduate or a Harvard graduate. They know how to fill out all this paperwork and they have all the time on their hands and they have transportation and they're, they're thinking right and all those kind of things. So they, they've organized how to get into a rehab and how to go through all the, the hoops, as if you were a college graduate, like maybe going for the PhD. Actually, people living in the river bottoms and uh, behind dumpsters uh, don't seem to have that patience and skill that those folks have. They've lost it, but they can get it back. And uh, so Dr. Cassie and I are working together. He's doing the medical end of it, and I'm helping with some of the logistics with other people. So this is what we're asking you to do. If you're strung out if you have you're using fentanyl or opiates or meth or uh, maybe alcohols your your uh difficulty or whatever it is and you need help just call peach tree clinic or peach tree health i'm going to give you the number it's 530-749-3242 and uh if you're in Live Oak, uh, there's a there's an outlet up there, Peachtree, or if you're in down in uh, Mer- Yuba County, there's one down here. There, that's where Dr. Cassidy works at one or the other. So, anyway, uh, make an appointment for Dr. Cassidy. If sometimes there's confusion at the front end, if they say he's too busy or he's got no room for patients or 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 or, or, or anything other than yes, sir, and will this date do? And what's your problem? Tell him your problem is addiction. Okay, If there's any screw up at the front end, then I'm going to give you Dr. Cassidy's direct number. Do not call it, please. Text him. Right? So the text number is 530-682-8648. Please make the appointment first if you can. If that fails, then come back and text him at 682-8648. Just say your name, need appointment, addict. Boom. OK, then if that fails, if you think, oh, I'm, I need to I need to get somebody on the phone right away, then I'm your man. And so you can reach me anytime, night or day, leave a message. If you know, I I'm only one person. Sometimes I'm on the line so you can reach me. Just dial me up or text me either way. Five three zero seven one three eighteen thirty eight. So the way we're helping this guy on the street, a friend of mine who I met in jail she said, Lou, there's this guy on the street. You probably know him from there or there or whatever, whatever. It doesn't make any difference. He needs some help. Uh, can you help him? And we that's how we met him. He was in a bad way. And so we're we are making progress with this guy. And one of these days, I'm going to be able to have him on the show here, and we'll talk about it. Uh, but uh, you can call me at 530-713-1838. You can reach me or text Dr. Cassidy even on the weekends. But don't call him. Please don't call him. Call me or text me if you can't get him. But first, try Peachtree Clinic. Just make your appointments and then then go to the appointments. Don't make them and don't show up, okay? So uh, Dr. Cassidy, and he's he's helped me on the show as well. But even if he didn't help me on the show, we would still be doing this together. The other person, and I've had people call me and say, hey, I, I need that number for Nelly Garcia over at North Valley Paralegal. I need some documents I need completed. And so... She is getting some business off this show. Good for her. North Valley Paralegal. I, I wish her well. She's going to, she's very successful, uh, but she's a humble person. She's an honest person. She's a good person and she will take care of your business, uh, with style. uh, do it well and, uh, she will be fair with you and she will not charge you near what an attorney would charge you, uh, And she can do most everything an attorney can do. So 751 Sutter Street in Yuba City, North Valley Paralegal. Let me give you the phone number, 530-751-9289, 530-751-9289. That's their office phone, so I don't think you can text that. Uh, Okay, and uh, Plumbing Doctor, uh, another plumbing operation, Ted Holmes. These guys have been around here for over 40 years, just like... Bill Artomenko, amazing people, good reputation, honest people. Uh they've been through the difficult times in this country uh, financially, you know, and in uh, hard economic times and the boom times and and they're still around. That means people go back to them because they trust them. So plumbing doctor Serves Yuba setter area five three zero six seven one nine one 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 five three zero six seven one nine one 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 and one of the new new people that uh, I, I've been doing a lot of work with is All Power Services and uh, I, I was just uh, out there the other day I took a uh, power washer that a pressure washer that the church has uh, that just wasn't it was it was blowing water. But it wasn't putting out the pressure. So the guys out there thought, hey, there's a problem here. And uh, so I just threw it in the back of my Honda Element, my toaster. And uh, the Honda Element, you know, looks like a toaster on wheels. So I just popped the back down on it, threw that thing in the back, and hauled it out to all power services. So um, any kind of power tool you have, and they do all kinds of welding and metal steel fabrication. So if you need to weld something in your truck or your vehicle or something about anything, uh, they'll do everything from redoing trailer hitches to all kinds of fabrication. I even think he he did the fabrication on making a building with steel framing. Uh, But power tools, power sports, service repair, custom welding fabrication, all power services. I drove out there the other day. He doesn't really have an even official sign. There's a sign, something about power on the outside, but not, a, not his name on it. But a, a warehouse is just the east side of, uh, or sorry, the west side of uh, Highway 99. It's where Stewart Road crosses south of Yuba City, 1469 Stewart Road. You can email him or you could call him. So email all power. very simple, All power 1469, that's his address, at gmail.com all power 1469 or you could just text him or call him 530-844-0347 i just got a call from you might remember bob day uh bob day used to uh be on the on kmyc some of you local people here and he had uh a great radio show for many many years on kmyc and on other stations as well uh and he said, Lou, what was the name of that guy you were talking about? I got some chainsaws I need repaired. So uh, I gave out the number this week to Bob. Anyway, 530-844-0347, Will Fanning. And he's been helping me with, uh, <clears throat> we've been rehabbing a skate park. And we've been, uh, he's been doing all the welding on the steel fencing. And uh, just doing a great job helping me and uh, fixing all kinds of stuff out there. So what I love is talented people, and I like th- to fix things and make them work. Things that are broken, things that aren't working anymore to get them back working right. I don't know what it is. It's just the way I'm wired. I like things to work and be in order. So some, it's in my DNA. I didn't, I didn't achieve it or study it. It's just in my DNA. Okay, so I'm going to go back down here to Katie Grimes, and I want to tell you some of the amazing <clears throat> things that are coming up in California and some of the, in other words, Oh my. And Oh, wow. You know? Oh, so, uh, so we're going to have another school choice initiative, which would provide vouchers to follow the students. In other words, that'd be wonderful. Right. But every time the school, the school unions, they don't want any competition, right? It'd be like, like, be like the taco The taco place, your favorite taco place or some taco place saying, we don't want any other taco place in town because we don't want any competition with our tacos, right? America thrives because we have competition in tacos. And competition always drives the product to be better and the price to be better. So it requires state funding or religious of religious and other private school education. In other words, the money could follow. It's just like you know, if you go in the military and when people came out of the military, particularly after World War II, they had what they call the GI Bill. And the GI Bill paid for men and women to go to college if they skipped college. And uh the GI Bill would pay for that. GO Bill GI Bill also helped pay for other things like how uh build a house or whatever, but but I'm I'm more interested in the uh the GI Bill that paid for people to go to school. Well, some people wanted to be a doctor, and some people wanted to be a lawyer or an engineer, and some people wanted to be but some people wanted to be a priest, right? And some people wanted to go to they wanted to get a theology degree. Or they wanted to go to Bible college, and you know the GI Bill funded all those. In other words, it it didn't it didn't uh, discriminate between secular and spiritual. Wherever that military person wanted to go, they could go. But our public education system, because it's so horrible, they don't want any competition. And because it's going to destroy, they say it will destroy our system. Well, it it may or may not. You know, it's fine. You, every once in a while, I notice somebody has gone. I notice a, a business that used to be at a particular place is no longer there. It's called in capitalism. It's called creative destruction. If people can't provide a product at a reasonable enough price that attracts customers, they shouldn't be subsidized to stay in business. The public school system is subsidized to put out a crappy product. That's just the way it is. So the voucher payments in this thing will be $14,000 initially and adjusted annually. It goes into an education savings account for K-12 through students attending religious and other private schools. It funds payments through general fund and local pa- property tax revenues. We support our schools through our property tax revenues. That means people that do not own a home basically don't even contribute to our public school system. That's how it works in California. And, uh, so this is a great opportunity. Uh, this'll be, they'll be the spending to defeat. This will be 20, 30 to one because the the evil of the unions it's just pure they don't give a rip about kids all they care about is union bosses and taking care of teachers and uh you know good teachers they don't care about competition they know they know they can teach kids and they they you know it's like a a good anything good painter good carpenter good bricklayer uh they don't care about competition. They know they're the best. They just get out there and strut their stuff, right? It's the lousy teachers that don't want the competition because they know that they're going to get cut out in the cold, pretty soon. They they say that person can't teach. We don't want them at our school. As soon as competition comes in, they'll say, "I'm going over to that school." Because that school is is got higher at, uh higher academic scores, better training. They got they got better curriculum. We're not having to study condoms. We're not having to study transsexuals. We're not gonna have transsexual story hour. We're not gonna talk tell white kids that they're bad people because something happened hundreds of years ago. That they're they're an oppressor, these little white kids. We're not gonna let transsexuals go into uh girls' bathrooms, right? Boys go into girls' bathrooms because they have a skirt on, right? So, um, okay, I don't know whether I'm going to get through all of these. We're going to run out of time here today. Uh, There's also going to be another school choice initiative offering vouchers. Uh, It's called Education Savings. There's two different, I don't know why we got two, but then we have the more, how many times are we going to vote to, to have more water resources? Have you noticed that? How many times have we voted for more water resources. And didn't you, when you voted for it, didn't you think that you were going to get another dam built or two dams or three dams built in California? If you're from another state, California, if no one lived here, it would be desert like because I was thinking the other day, I don't even turn on my gas or I have my gas heaters. I have a gas heater one. I don't even turn. I turn the gas off for six months out of the year, and I do just fine. I don't have any heat in the house, and and so about six months out of the year, I do. I do use some gas because it gets a little chilly. My point is that California is arid, a r i d. It's got about six months of just no rain, no rain. But then you have six months where you have a portion of it, and depending on where you are, some there's some desert, just straight up hot desert in California, but the areas where it grow grows great crops, the food basket of cal- of the United States, like where we are, we get about twenty inches of rain in the winter. well that what the California, if you didn't have any dams on the rivers, it would flood all the way across. In fact, many of the indigenous people lived here talked about the fact that the entire valley across from all the way to the coast range from the Sierra Nevada would be flooded, totally flooded. They would just, the the Indians, we call them Indians, Maidus or indigenous people, Maidus around here. They would just move out of the valley and go to the foothills, Right. They wouldn't try to stay in the valley like the white folks did, <laughs> the white Europeans that came and settled here or the Mex- or the people from Mexico, you know, the indigenous people there. Uh, they wouldn't even stay. They would move up in the foothills till the winter rains settled. So the, the key is, is to collect the water. There's plenty of water that comes in a few months in California in the north is to to collect it it's like it's like here in con- it used to be in construction in road construction, you starve in the winter, but you make huge money in the other times of the year right, so you don't spend all your money in the other times of the year if you're wise, you set it aside, knowing you're going to have some lean years so in California, you have this huge gush of water, and then wisely Jerry Brown who was a horrible governor. His dad was a good governor, Pat Brown. He built the water project, devised the water project in California, built all these dams and they kept, they caught the water and they saved the water and they were able to deliver it to farmers. But now the environmentalists have taken over the legislature. And, and so they send the water out of the dams into the ocean to save the fish. And meanwhile, this year, somebody said the other day that there were—I don't go to the grocery store very often, but some areas of the country, grocery shelves are getting empty because of the the transportation problems and shipping problems. Did you know that in California, the because of the liberals in California, they— they wasted the water by sending it into the sea instead of letting the farmers use it. You know, farmers, when they use it, it doesn't all just go into the, you know, it doesn't like just, it isn't ruined. It just, they use it for the crops and it goes into the ground and it recycles right to the aquifer. But the, the rice farmers, my friend was telling me who's a rice farmer. He, he said, Lou, normally farmers in California grow about 500,000 acres of rice, about half a million acres of rice he said this year we're down a couple hundred thousand because they wouldn't allot the water so the ground is setting they wasted that year of growth of of food growth or that maybe they could grow something else but they were paid maybe they were even paid not to grow rice i don't know the the uh the economics on it i'm just telling you that through mismanagement of the of the, uh, the water resources. So now we have another water bond. It says the Water Infrastructure Funding Act. And uh, we'll come right back and we have, uh, we'll talk about the rest of this. We have one more segment to go.
4: Joining me
8: for another speed round of Biden Whack-A-Mole. There are three big Biden moves we all need to hit down on. First, Biden wants to snoop in all of our bank accounts. I co-sponsored the Protecting Financial Privacy Act to stop the IRS from snooping around where they don't belong. The IRS has no right to threaten your privacy. Secondly. We are already starting to see the shelves go empty while ships stay stranded off the coast of California. Make no mistake, they aren't stranded off the coasts of Texas or Florida. They are stranded off California because this is what happens when you overregulate an entire state with left-wing bullcrap to the point where truck drivers don't want to work there and the unions know they can get away with whatever they ask for. This is on the Democrats 100%. If these ships were stranded under a Republican administration, a president like Donald Trump, we would have every resource possible put behind getting these ships landed and the goods delivered months ago. Instead, China wins, and the biggest losers in all of this are every single one of us who will continue to see more and more inflation. Third, Our public school administration and school boards are so out of control. The attorney general is calling on the FBI to investigate parents attending local school board meetings, saying they might be, wait for it, domestic terrorists. I've joined conservatives in Congress demanding the Department of Justice to explain how the Attorney General just happens to also have a son-in-law whose company generates millions selling critical race theory and other woke crap to our public schools. Make sure to contact your local Republican Party chair for their recommendations on who to vote for in your school board elections and be a loud voice out there for everything we believe in. I'm more fired up than ever to take on every single bit of this woke liberal mess that's being flung all around us. You have a great day, and thanks for all of your support. Gordon, for
3: his opening statement. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. The chairman just said the Trump DOJ was political and went after their opponents. Are you kidding me? Three weeks ago, the National School Board Association writes President Biden asking him to involve the FBI in local school board matters. Five days later, The Attorney General of the United States does just that. Does exactly what a political organization asks to be done. Five days. We've sent, Republicans on this committee have sent the Attorney General 13 letters in the last six months. Takes weeks and months to get a response. Eight of the letters, we've got nothing. They just gave us the finger, said, we're not gonna get back to you. And all our letters were actually sent to the Attorney General. Here's a letter sent to someone else asking for a specific thing to be done, and in five days. The Attorney General does it. Here's what the October 4th memo said. Quote, I'm directing the FBI to convene meetings with local leaders. These meetings will open dedicated lines of communication for threat reporting. Dedicated lines of communication for threat reporting. A snitch line on parents started five days after a left-wing political organization asked for it. That's not political, I don't know what is. Where's the dedicated lines of communication with local leaders? regarding our southern border, something that frankly is a federal matter. Where's the dedicated lines of communication on violent crime in our cities? Violent crime, that has went up in every major urban area where Democrats have defunded the police. Nope, can't do that. Can't do that. The Biden Justice Department is going to go after parents who object to some racist Hate America curriculum. Nope, can't focus on the southern border where 1.7 million illegal encounters have happened this year alone. A record, a record number. MS-13 can just waltz right across the border, but the Department of Justice, they're gonna open up a snitch line on parents. Think about this. The same FBI that Mr. Garland is directing to open dedicated lines of communication for reporting on parents just a few years ago, spied on four American citizens associated with President Trump's campaign. Clinton campaign hired Perkins Coie, who hired Fusion GPS, who hired Christopher Steele, who put a bunch of garbage together, gave it to the FBI. They used that as the basis to open up an investigation into a presidential campaign. Oh, and then there was Mr. Zussman. Mr. Zussman, who worked at Perkins Coie, the firm hired by the Clinton campaign, he cut out all the middlemen. He just said, I'm just going to go directly to the FBI, and not just anyone at the FBI. Who'd he go to? Jim Baker, the chief counsel at the FBI, handed him a bunch of false information, told him false information, and of course, he's been indicted by the special counsel. A few weeks ago, the IG at the Department of Justice released a report that found that the FBI made over 200 errors, omissions, and lies in just 29 randomly selected FISA applications. But don't worry, the Attorney General of the United States just put them in charge of a dedicated line of communication to report on parents who attend school board meetings. Mr. Chairman, Americans are afraid. For the first time during my years in public office, first time, I talk to the, the, the good folks I get the privilege of representing in the fourth district of Ohio, folks all around the country, they tell me for the first time, they fear their government. And frankly, I think it's obviously why, obvious why. Every single liberty we enjoy under the First Amendment has been assaulted over the last year. Stop and think about it. Americans were told you couldn't go to church, couldn't go to work, couldn't go to school. Small business owners were told you're not an essential business, close your doors, causing many of them to go bankrupt. We were given curfews, stay-at-home orders. Last fall in Ohio, you had to be in your home at 10. In Pennsylvania, when you were in your home, you had to wear a mask. In Vermont, when you were in your home, you didn't have have to wear a mask because you weren't allowed to have friends and family over. And of course there's always a double standard with these folks folks who make the rules never seem to follow them and now the Biden administration says get a vaccine or lose your job even if you've had COVID and have natural immunity get a vaccine or you will lose your job oh I almost forgot the Biden administration also wants another dedicated line of communication for reporting they want a second snitch line They want banks to report on every single transaction over $600 for every single American to the IRS. The IRS, that agency with its stellar record of customer service, the IRS, you know, the same IRS that targeted conservatives the last time Joe Biden was in the executive branch. Jefferson said once, tyranny is when the people fear the government. We're there. Sadly, we are there, but I don't think, I don't think the good people, I don't think the good people of this great country are gonna cower and hide. I think your memo, Mr. Attorney General, was the last straw. I think it was the catalyst for a great awakening that is just getting started. Pilots at Southwest Airlines, the Chicago Police Union, parents at school board meetings, Americans are pushing back because Americans value freedom. A few weeks ago, A few weeks ago, Terry McAuliffe said this, I don't think parents should be telling schools what to teach. When government tells parents we're smarter than you, Americans aren't gonna tolerate it. When the Attorney General of the United States sets up a snitch line on parents, Americans aren't gonna tolerate it. I think they're gonna stand up to this accelerated march to communism that we now see. America's gonna fight the good fight, they're gonna finish the course, they're gonna keep the faith, because Americans value freedom.
6: Right. So so anyway, uh, this Water Act, it's pretty interesting. It calls for two percent of the state's general fund or about three point five billion per year to be allocated to projects that increase California's water supply. Usually they divert all these water bond monies to like conservation. Right. Instead of building add 12 more feet to Shasta Dam or putting up a new dam. It says that it's called the Water Infrastructure Funding Act also permits up to half of those dollars to be used to finance large water supply projects immediately. Tens of billions of dollars will become available. This 2% funding solution will continue until new completed projects add another 5 million acre feet. The idea is to create another storage, more storage for 5 million acre feet per year of water supply in Calif- for, for California farms and cities. Uh, okay, this one is big because our own—it's amazing. See, most people don't pay attention to this. It's sad. We have two representatives. We have James Gallagher, who's an assemblyman, California assemblyman that represents Ubin Sutter Counties. We have Jim Nielsen, who's a senator, that also represents Ubin Sutter Counties. James Gallagher endorsed Prop 19, which took away the, some of the benefits of Prop 13 passed in the 1970s, which benefited families who were getting old and they wanted to give their assets like their housing and their farms to their children. And so they were able to do that under Prop 13 without having the, uh, the the property reevaluated or reevaluated for higher taxes in other words the kids could inherit the value and and so it kept the taxes at the parents low level the benefits of prop 13 james gallagher endorsed basically a democrat liberal take you know uh they call it A death tax. That's what it is. He wanted people. In other words, there's some people liberals believe after you've worked all your life. Saved, worked, paid, saved, worked, paid, saved, worked, paid taxes. Paid taxes on everything. Sales taxes. Surcharges, excise taxes, all kinds of fees. And then when you die, you have to pay taxes again on everything you have. That's what James Gallagher endorsed, and it passed by just a slim majority. So Kevin Kiley has been involved. He's another assemblyman who is actually a far better congressman than than Gallagher and has become a leader down there through his fight to uh, throw the governor out. He's been behind this repealing the death tax act. That's what they're calling it. And that's not probably what the title is going to be, but they're calling it Repeal the Death Tax Act. But the attorney general gets to put the title on it, and they're usually deceptive as can be. So uh, it would reinstate Prop 58 and 193, which were—they were embellishments to the Prop 13. If you read—you can just look on Wikipedia and get a good explanation of Prop 13— Prop 58 and 193. And they were all to just simply protect homeowners or property owners or business owners to not get raped by, you know, revenue rape of these taxes. And so this is reversing what, what Gallagher just proposed. I pushed through Kylie is behind this parents would once again, be able to once again, be able to transfer a home and a limited amount of other property to their children without triggering reassessment and property tax increase. This is a great uh this is a great uh item to put on the ballot. This is another great one, an initiative to require voter identification verification in all future elections. This is called uh, they're calling it California Election Integrity Initiative. Uh, it's filed for a ballot title. In other words, the, the attorney general will make these sound horrible if the if the liberals don't want it, uh, but it will require you when you go in, just like when you go in anywhere, you have to show an ID. Like if you have to go into buy medic by, you know, go to the hospital, honestly, to go anywhere, you've got to show your ID. Numerous other initiatives are, are also going to be on the ballot, but these are big ones. And, uh, this is an id deal and you know whats you know the democrats are so absolutely racist they they keep talking about people of color are so stupid they don't use that word but people of color this is to to ask people for an id is like going to tax these morons these retarded people of color these people that are lowbrow these people that are not as evolved as white people they talk like this that we have to coddle them, we have to change their pants for them. We have to teach them how to tie their shoes every few years. It's absurd. And so they're too stupid to actually have identification and it's absolutely ridiculous. It's it's so embarrassing. And it's just sad that the black people can't just say enough already. We will never support your crazy policies. So let me go back up here. And we got uh, we got about 13 minutes left. And and I've uh, I had a whole other talk to do this time. But I I changed it up and went down to some of these that I'd come up with uh, later. Now, let me see. I don't know whether you. Do you know about this? Loudoun County. I this county is be, gonna become famous. It's L-O-U-D-O-U-N Loudoun County High School. So this is in uh, Loudoun County, Virginia, and they have been having some gnarly school board meetings. And uh the the father of this girl that was she was a freshman at Loud Loudoun County High School. She was assaulted. They they allow transsexuals in the high school to go in. In other words, a male that, that wants to dress like a female, he can go into the women's or the girls' uh, bathroom and use the bathroom in there with the girls. So this guy goes in. That's the allegation. And listen, he did not molest her, according to this the father and mother, he did not molest the girl. He was in there for a long time. He forced her to give him oral sex. He had vaginal sex with her and he had anal sex with her. Now that you're not going to do a five minute quickie leaning her over the sink. This, this was involved and severely traumatized this girl. Not only did law enforcement not take it seriously initially, the school just buried it. Now, this reminded me of Yuba City High School, who, over a period of many, many years, different generations of students, in fact, reported that Jim Whitaker, a a gym teacher, wasn't having intercourse with them, but was fondling them, grabbing their breasts, Touching them inappropriately on the rear. And reporting it, and they actually had memos in his in his employment file. And no police department here. He, he was connected to his father, of course, who was uh, the sheriff here at one time, Roy Whitaker, who was connected to the longtime corrupt and promiscuous, perverted. Carl Adams, who was served for thirty two or something years over the 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 uh, and left in disgrace the sutter county d a s office and Jim Whitaker, the son, no one would prosecute him, no one would arrest him and and until finally there was such a hullabaloo uh recently that. Yuba City Unified School Board finally, after incredible pressure, let him go. But Francisco Reveles, superintendent of Yuba County Office of Education, hired him to work with the highest risk kids in our community at T.E. Matthews, a probation school. Unbelievable. Now, this reminds me of this. This school, Loudoun County, buried this whole situation. So during, finally, after months, this father confronted the school board and he did not act violently with the school board, but he ended up getting arrested. There was a big blow up in the school board meeting. He ended up getting arrested and taken down by the police. But what happened was a, a, a transsexual activist started accusing the guy that said the the guy, that the girl was not sexually assaulted because, and the only proof he had was that the school never, the school never agreed to investigate it. In other words, the school said she wasn't assaulted. she They, they just denied it. It reminded me when there used to be a, a principal at Yuba City High School named Bunce. And I used to I used to do a lot of work volunteer work in juvenile hall, and I knew a lot of the gang gang bangers from both all the gangs, the Nortenas, the Serranos, the all of them, uh, the Asians, everybody. And she she when she got uh, uh, challenged about gang activity on her her school, she just denied it, said they didn't have any gang activity on her school. She just put blindfolds and just. What, instead of addressing the issue, she just denied it. That's what these guys did. Well, now the guy, the kid, just like Whitaker did with Revelles, he he just went through another school. It's called the the dance of the lemons, in school in school tech in school jargon, the dance of the lemons, loser teachers. So Francisco Revelles revives the career of Jim Whitaker, and this kid, who had oral sex vaginal sex anal sex with this freshman high school girl she's probably a virgin and traumatized her he ends up going to another school and molested or had sex with a couple other people there and finally there's a meltdown but anyway this guy this father gets roughed up you can see it on youtube And this loud and finally uh, one one of the key uh, board members quit. I think her last name is Bartz, Bart's B A R T S. And this does not surprise me because we had a guy at at Marisol Unified School District, a counselor who who molested at least like sixteen or twenty boys. And there was issues with him before, and the, the the leadership of the school turned the other way and didn't deal with it. And he ended up going to prison for many, many, many years, a couple decades. But those boys' lives were ruined, totally ruined. I know one of them. And he's been to prison. He's, he's all screwed up sexually. Uh, these are not small matters. And I'm telling you that these school boards are incompetent in so many ways. They are not putting masks on people because they are putting masks on people. The reason they're putting masks on people is not because it's a health issue. It's totally communism, people. They're doing it because people above them are telling them to do it or they won't get money. They will let kids die. They will let kids get diseases, respiratory failure. Uh, They will have mental problems. It's take your kids out of school, people. Take your kids out of public school. It's corrupt. It's super sexual. It's loaded with drugs, violence, perversion. It's unbelievable. There's a clip you you listen to it today there's a clip Gabriel Guype from Indicum Indercom who's this school that's touted all over the United States oh this is a high tech forward thinking school this is like super duper It this is in an area called Natomas for all those that are out of state Natomas just north of the state capital an Indercom school and just, oh, all technology. This Gabriel Guype is an Antifa guy, a communist. And openly, his school was plastered with crap, communism, and fascism, and Che Guevara, and Mao Zedong, and all these people. And the principal didn't even seem to know anything. It's just like, hear no evil, see no evil, Right. And uh, it and finally, one of the kids just outed him with their the mother and the whole thing blew up. Actually, Project Veritas heard about it and did an undercover expose on this guy. And you think, well, could it be happening at Marisol High School? Yeah, a high school kid then took a photo of a of a uh, the demands of the transsexual community. It's on one of the high school walls. What are we even doing, uh, strutting the, the demands of the home? Strut any any kind of sexual community, sex, heterosexual, homosexual. What are we even doing with that in school? That's none of their business. And so now we have we hear at at a Britain school in in Yuba City. We don't hear anything more about it. The last thing I heard, well. Uh, what we heard a few weeks ago is a 6th grade female student came home and said the school has these permission slips for parents to sign so kids can get jabbed at school with the vaccine <clears throat> it's not a vaccine but i'm just you know what i'm talking about it's horrible it's garbage there's aborted fetus cell lines in this stuff there's animal cell lines in it there's there's tracking uh material in that it's it's an adjustment to your immune system it's garbage it's killing people and this gal was told by this teacher according to the young girl just forge your parents name and we'll give you the shot listen people that is so far off base That's like a teacher taking a kid to Planned Parenthood for an abortion. They've done that. They did it in Oroville. They got sued over it too. Because the kid had complications. So Wesley Shinklin supposedly tells this girl to, you could just forge your parent's signature for your health, you know, take the jab. So the latest I heard was, well, what's, it's been weeks. What are they doing about it? Oh, well, he denied it. Really? That's it? Guy just denies it? You don't interview all the other students? Just denies it, and we're good with that? Is this another Jim Whitaker thing? Oh, we just denied Oh, yeah, he denied it. Oh, I would never do that. My name's Whitaker. I'm good. I got this. Really? Somebody friend of mine was astonished that Britain school could have these kind of problems. You know, you know, it's kind of like you go to the doctor, you feel fine. You're going in for a checkup. You go through all the thing. They check your blood. They check all the stuff, the tune up and they come back and said, Oh, we got some problems. Really? I feel okay. Oh yeah. But this, your blood doesn't look right. Right. Maybe you felt a little sluggish. And all of a sudden they said, well, you you have leukemia or you have this or you have that. And and you you probably got a year to live or six months to live. Right. You look under the hood. Right. (laughs) of Your life. And so you start to the Endercom school, which was the, the premier school in the United States on the West Coast. All this stuff. You know, this is the watermark school. And then you look inside the classroom and it's rotten from the core. This this Gabriel Gripe Gype bragged about other students that he said we scare the f out of the kids, and we have a hundred and eighty days to propagandize them and change their view on America. That what you, is that what you wanted your kids to hate America and hate you? Why would you send your kids to school like that? That's what it's just not Intercom. It's Marysville. It's Yuba City. It's Wheatland, it's Sutter, it's all of them. They're all critical race theory. Oh, they don't, we don't have anything called that out here. No, there's articles in the Epoch Times right now of teachers that were in the school system that quit because they just said, yeah, it's not called that. They changed the name to hide it and deceive parents. We're done that's all for tonight (laughs) we just blew through this we 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 didn't have enough time thanks for listening and uh lord willing we'll be back next week okay we're so glad to see
0: so many of you lovely people here tonight we would especially like to welcome all the representatives of illinois law enforcement community who have chosen to join us here in the palace hotel ballroom at this time we certainly hope you all enjoy the show and remember people that don't matter